It is a glorious April 20th. In today's vibes, you're going to be all-time highs here on this sports show. That begins now. Yeah! Well, thank you enough for joining us here on 420. I hope your laughs are fantastic. I hope the snacks are delicious. And I hope the vibes and conversation are all nothing but super positive today as we celebrate a plant that has been vilified mm. by people that don't understand it at all. I hope you have an absolutely great Wednesday, April 20th. I hope you have uh, good reminiscence, good stories, and just I hope you have a good time today. That's what we're going to try to do as we talk about all the things happening around the sports world. Rob Ninkovich, Super Bowl champion from the New England Patriots, will join us in about 17 minutes or so. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to chat with him with all, about all the happenings around the NFL, including the draft. It's just eight Days away. Wow. Eight days from now, dreams will come true. Eight days from now, everybody's work, or not everybody, but the people that get drafted, Mm -hmm. their work, the things that you don't see, the summers, the early mornings, the late nights, the anxiety, the drives, the work, all comes to a head on whether or not NFL dreams will come true. Obviously, the draft spectacular is just for round one on Thursday, April 28th, and we can't wait for you to join us. We have massive guest joining us. Huge. Locked in already. Big time guest. It will be a surprise. Uh, And some of them will be, I think people will be like, holy shit, how the hell did we book them? Yeah, I think so. I think we're diving into a couple war zones. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, not no war zones. Sorry. There's actually those happening. Peace, peace, everybody. Uh, war rooms. There we oh, go. Okay. Yeah, Still. war rooms. The NFL war rooms, I believe, will be FaceTiming directly into a couple of those. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, hey. while the draft's happening to see what they got cooking. And then in the second hour today, we got birthday boy, Peter Schrager. Peter Schrager, Emmy-nominated host of Good Morning Football, insider for Fox NFL. He will be breaking down his second mock draft. Remember, he only does two mock drafts, and he does them not because of how he scouts the players, but because of what his inside sources are telling him from around the league. Couple changes made from his last one to this one. And also today, we have Mitt's Mock 4.0. What? Here we go. A lot of changes on our office's mock draft mock drafter and that would be Mitt's mock draft a lot of changes what's he hearing who's he talking to right can't wait for today to begin let's go to the toxic table happy 420 at ty schmidt at boston connor how you guys doing pretty good pat happy 420 to you as well you know we're talking about these mock drafts i don't know if it's uh i wouldn't say it's news but i have seen in like the packers sphere a lot of people saying hey Maybe Jordan Love gets moved on draft Whoa. night. Maybe Jordan Love in a second-round pick and then maybe another late-round pick. Maybe it's not going to be DK Metcalf. Maybe they go get Tyler Lockett instead. So oh. I'm kind of... Where? Not- Where's this coming what? from? Is, is this 420 or is this... On- <laughs> no, I mean, well, it is 420, which is maybe why I'm kind of just buying, buying in. into this a 1,000%, and now I will be incredibly heartbroken if it doesn't happen. But I saw that, and I was like... You know what? That actually uh, that does make it. Well, a Mark bit of Murphy sense. said it's going to get interesting on draft night. Trading Jordan Love, admitting a mistake, uh, and moving on, and bundling that with a couple other things to get a big time prized weapon for mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers after losing Devontae Adams. I mean, that would definitely make a great 420 yeah. for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And if you could do that without giving up one of the two first round picks you have as well, that I mean, I mean, this is bizarro world, so we're not going to go there yet. But I am now. I my my interest and my excitement for the draft just continues to rise as we get closer oh, yeah. to. And it. this is what like every team does, right? And mm-hmm. that's why before every single season, every single fan base has a little bit of optimism about something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then as the weeks go on, some optimism slowly dwindles away, especially if you're in a town like Detroit. Uh, 
right now. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're going to draft Aiden Hutchinson, hometown hero, and he's going to take us to the playoffs next year, 10-7 and seven playoff win. Thank you, Aiden. Okay, shout out to yeah. Aiden. Yeah. Shout out to MCDC. Deuce, deuce. Happy 420 deuce. to you as well, Foxy. Yeah, right. Okay, happy 420 to you as well, Evan Fox. But yeah, this is the time where people have high hopes. This is the time where people open their minds, broaden their horizons, and say, maybe my team will do something that it has never done before in hopes of winning a goddamn Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Because they're watching. Harbaugh even admitted to this from the Baltimore Ravens. He said, people are seeing what the Rams are doing. People are seeing what Tampa Bay did. People are seeing what the Chiefs did. If you have a plethora of awesome on your team and you can do whatever you want to do on the offensive side of the ball, when people get hurt, you still got people ready to go that are better than everybody else so you can make an actual playoff run. Imagine if they didn't bring in Leonard Fournette, right? Like, imagine if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't bring in Leonard Fournette. Imagine if the LA Rams didn't bring in Vaughn Miller. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of that thing, Matthew Stafford, the list goes on and on. And with the Chiefs, I mean, they re-signed Travis Kelsey, keep him on the team while having Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman and just drafting and picking up pieces and just making them, you know, absolutely loaded. Maybe a team that would never act like that, the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. will maybe start mm-hmm. seeing that's what it takes to win in Lombardi these days in the NFL. It's, the proof is literally in the Lombardi pudding yep. that has been happening. Maybe the Packers make some changes this year. Maybe. Ooh. We'll see. I mean, the the pa- the Rodgers stuff indicates, like, they realize hey, the, the window is now. Like, you can't, you really can't kick the can down the road. Like, they need to do whatever they can do to try to win a Super Bowl within the next three years. And I, I think that finally has kind of set in. So we'll see. Maybe they do get a guy like Tyler Lockett on draft night. Patriots fans care about the draft. You guys got Mac Jones last year. That had to be yeah. quite a surprise. It doesn't feel like the Patriots fans really buy into the draft. No, no not at all. I mean, the biggest yeah, news. Yeah, see, they're the only team. That yeah, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. when you said that, that was the first thing I thought. I, I was like, man, I guess I'm kind of on an island here because all I expect from the draft is to trade back, probably backload a couple third round, fourth round. We need picks. a couple good teamers. <laughs> exactly. We need a couple glue guys. The biggest news coming out of New England is Belichick's going to coach till he's 95 years old. Everyone's saying basically, yeah, this guy's not slowing down anytime soon and Brady winning that Super Bowl actually kind of motivating Bill even more like hey now I have to prove that I can win without Brady because he already proved he can win without me I saw him playing uh uh Pocket sticks with uh, yeah. in public with his sure. lady. Yeah. Where were they? Oh. They were at the uh, Vanderbilt baseball game. It was actually Bill. Hey, he was. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, they're in love. Love. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for that sure. Was good to see Bill. Yeah. Seventieth. Enjoyed then, himself. Yeah, they're in love because there was a good. I mean, it was a good slide in. He had a good oh, yeah. grin on mm-hmm. his face. I mean, they were having a time of their life. I was so yeah. happy for Bill. Yeah, I never seen him actually with a baseball hat on. So that was very interesting to see a little flat brim Vandy. But you know, they get along so well because she knows. Hey, when football season comes around, and that's right now, really. Until... Well, you don't know this. Do oh, no, I do. <laughs> no, people inside, uh, I believe it's Linda's camp. Uh, maybe it's not Linda, but maybe it's Linda's camp have said, yeah, when football comes around, she just lets Bill do Bill. She doesn't see him typically for a couple weeks at a time unless we win. But if we lose, she ain't seeing him. And that's why it works. Hey, listen, Bill's going off to a tour. All right, he's That's got right. a tour of duty. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Look at how happy he wow. is. Mm-hmm. Just having a good time taking in a ball game. Smiling. Yeah. She posted on his IG him with a cake, him, candles. I didn't know he liked either of those. So awesome. I can't believe he has time to watch a baseball game with draft Seriously. coming around. He's exactly. got to find what the 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 diamond in the D four yes. haystack, yeah. uh-huh. right? Isn't that what he normally is up to? Yeah, What's prob- this all about? You guys getting worse? Is he? 
Is he mailing it in? Whoa. No. People like saying he's going to be able to coach longer because he's not, he's going to Vanderbilt. Sure. Look at Bill Belichick enjoying his life. Yeah. Have we, we have not seen that in a long, long time. I mean, look how happy this guy Seriously. is. Yeah, that makes me think that he knows, hey, the guys that we already got in our building are enough to take us all the way. And the draft is obviously great, but we are looking at probably three or four D3 quarterbacks who are going to make unbelievable slot receivers. Mm-hmm. And then we'll probably get one or two big linemen that'll come in and play their game. I'm not worried about anything. If Bill's happy, then I'm on cloud nine. I believe Schrag's mock has the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Malik Willis, mm-hmm. but that Ooh. leads into a great conversation. Uh, at Tone Diggs, yeah. there's been a lot of movement on the picks, like for sports books, for yeah, mock yeah. drafters, for everything. It feels like every day that comes and goes, we learn a new team is interested in a new player. The quarterback one fascinating. Everybody just assumes that the Carolina Panthers are going to take quarterback at six. Mm-hmm. Albert Breer says, eh, not so fast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Albert Breer, who been around the NFL a long time. I think he works for Sports Illustrated now. Mm-hmm. I think so. He runs sports- what? Good morning football now or not? No, good morning. Good morning football. after morning football. Morning morning quarterback. Football Monday mornings. <laughs> Knew it was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Knew it was one. It's 420. <laughs> Anyways, the legendary Monday morning quarterback series that Albert Breer runs and has Mm -hmm. run and was handed over by Peter King because of how long he's been in there. He said, don't. The Carolina Panthers might take one of these tackles that are available and then try to make a bundle package to either get a trade for a quarterback or something like that, If they, whether it's Baker or someone else. The quarterback thing is fascinating because everybody assumes the Panthers are in on quarterback, mm-hmm. Steelers are in on a quarterback, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the Lions have visited with every single quarterback. Yep. They're at 2 yeah. and 32 and 34. Who is going to take a quarterback, or are these quarterbacks potentially going to have a draft night like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, oh. like a uh, Baker, no, Johnny Manziel, yeah, yeah, Brady, Brady, Quinn. Quinn. Brady Quinn. Are we going to see that on draft night? Why are any of these guys going to the draft? Good question. Uh, Why are you going? I, what are we doing? I don't very, I don't fully understand. Yeah, very, very uh, good question on why they're going. Malik Willis is one of them is going, I understand, because he's, he's going to go in the first round, it feels like. Um, Corral's going. Um, not so sure he's going to go in the first round. So that one's yeah. But we don't know anything about anything. What do you mean? Remember, mm-hmm. Matt Corral. He only needs one team to be interested. Sure. Yeah. That's all. He, need. he only needs one team to be interested. That's it. He needs the illusion of two teams, but one team just to be interested, and everything can change. I mean, right. there's always a pick that comes out of nowhere. But also, with that being said, we went into the draft smoke and mirror season. Thinking that all these dudes were not correct, right? First round quarterbacks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now we're on the other side of it, free agency, and we're in the middle of mm-hmm. smoke and mirror season. Mm-hmm. And now we're hearing like three, four of these guys could potentially go. I am so flustered and fascinated by this because if one goes, three are going to go because yeah. people are going to panic. But if it that delays, like Albert Breer of Monday Morning Quarterback mm-hmm. is obviously stating that they're going to take a tackle, not take a quarterback. That thing could just kind of wade oh, yeah. in the yeah. water. Mm-hmm. That quarterback buoy could kind of just keep on bouncing back, and every one of those picks all of a sudden gets a lot more. More expensive probably to the people in the back there thinking about maybe taking a quarterback in the second round. Oh, now we can get maybe a late teen. Maybe we can slide into the 20s here. Let's go ahead and make that happen. I'm, I'm just interested by that particular thing because the quarterback is the program. The, yeah. And everybody knows right. that. Quarterback's program, ball's program. Over-under is three and a half. It's minus 170 to the under uh, for quarterbacks taken in the first round. So I, they're they're thinking that Pickett and Willis are going to go, and then Ritter's the third there uh, to go in the first round. So yeah, if you do get that over three and a half, then it is going to be someone like Corral. Um, but like betting on the the draft is the best because it's the one time of the year where you know 
pretty much the same amount as the books do because if you just follow the news and stuff like that now you gotta sift through the smoke screen and stuff like that and so do the books well, they gotta do it yeah. too so yeah. it's, it's really the one time of the year where the it's an even playing field to maybe make some money on the book we shook the book last oh yeah, yeah. no yeah. big deal we made some money on the book we, we shook the book yeah. on that number three overall shout out to our inside sources shout that out. told us something that hey it ain't what it's been said no, by no. everybody mm-hmm. and that odd one from like minus 170 to like for Mac Jones to be number three overall, yeah, he might have even been longer or shorter odds than minus. He he might have been in the two hundreds at some point. And then boom, that thing goes all yeah. the way up. Yeah. Trey was plus three hundred at a, a point, and then fucking jumped all the way to like minus three hundred or whatever by the time the draft. Yeah, was. correct order completely bounced because it oh, was yeah, yeah. Uh, Lawrence Wilson, Mac, and then Kyle Pitts. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. can Kentucky Derby this thing yeah. too. Exactly, you can bet like uh, you get trifecta. Yeah. yeah, win, place, and show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you can do that with the draft. Mm-hmm. We'll be live. Uh, YouTube.com mm-hmm. forward slash the Pat McAfee show for. Our third ever yeah. Yeah. draft spectacular. Mm-hmm. Last year, banana land. Mm-hmm. Absolute banana. Insanity. We are not expecting the same type of results as last draft spectacular. We would like, you know, a couple of people maybe come hang out with us sure. as we pass by the seven hours that the first oh. round takes. Mm-hmm. Takes a long time. This will be a seven-hour show, and it might seem as if we are begrudgingly doing this. We are, okay? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this is always our biggest show. It makes no sense mm-hmm. why it's our biggest show, Mm-mm. but we have a great time for a certain amount of time, and we kind of lull into what the fuck are we doing? We don't yep. know because there's going to be seven, eight picks straight that are going to take two hours, yep. and we're not going to know a single one of them, and they're not going to be like a. It's going to be like an offensive alignment, very important to the game, mm-hmm. but. I mean, how much are we going to be able to banter about that? And then mm-hmm. the next one's going to come, oh, this linebacker from, uh, fuck, we don't know who this person is. <laughs> yeah. This team also stinks. That's why they're picking it this time. So it just becomes quite an interesting evening to kind of, it's almost like a social experiment. Just yeah, watching sure. us kind of try to fill seven hours. Super mega guests, though. Mm-hmm. Mega guests. Huge. Mega which I'm very excited about. And uh, I, I can't wait to see how it all shakes up. Let's talk about some of the vets here on 420. Allegedly... The Niners would sign Debo Samuel to a new contract. Remember, this is something that came out from the Baltimore Ravens camp whenever they would negotiate a deal uh, extension with Lamar Jackson if Lamar Jackson would just come in the door. John Harbaugh actually talked to Rich Eisen, and he said, hey, like Lamar has always been different. When Lamar wants to do the negotiation and come in, we will make it happen. And then John Harbaugh actually said, if you want to – you know, talk about Rich. If you want to talk about, like, you going to your boss and asking for a raise, we can have a full conversation about that as well. I think Harbaugh's pissed that everybody's kind of watching how contracts are going because the easy narrative would be able to say that Lamar Jackson isn't going into the Baltimore Ravens to get probably $200 million guaranteed at this point, at least maybe 250 because of what Deshaun Watson just signed with Cleveland Browns and everything going on there uh, because he doesn't want to be a Baltimore Raven. It's the easy narrative to say. And Harbaugh's like, that is not the case at all. Lamar just wants to play ball. And then he'll get his deal done when he gets his deal done because he represents himself alongside his mom. So now we move forward here to Debo Samuel, and it's being reported via Schefter, uh, who is plugged in, I believe, with the Niners. Now, you can think however you want about Schefter, and I assume a lot of people have kind of given up on the human that is Schefter. But the Schefter Twitter account is a very important account to the NFL world, regardless of how you feel about him. He is reporting that San Francisco would pay Debo Samuel today, tomorrow, the next day. It's not that hard to figure out what the contract would look like. this, I, I think, is Debo not wanting to get a deal done. The 49ers are ready. Debo's the one that put a halt to everything for right now, says Schefter on ESPN, reported by Akash. our guy Akash and Verithin. 
Yep. 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 Boom. Akash Anavarathan at Akash Avanaugh. Uh, Akashanav, Akashanav, A K A S H A N A V. We pro- we apologize, Akash, Anavarathan. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we got that wrong, I think it's pretty yeah. good. Got I, I, people pronounce me as McAfee all the time. I I do not like it. I apologize I for that. But whatever the case, Debo saying he doesn't want to do the deal. Is that the case? Was it nowhere near what Debo was expecting? Because Schefter alludes to what the contract's probably going to look like with other contracts that have happened, with how good Debo Samuel is. It is Lamar not doing it. Debo not doing it. Is that because they want to go somewhere else? Is that because they want to wait for other deals to get done? Is that because they want the deals to be bigger? We have no idea. I guess we just got to sit and wait. Debo Samuel would look fantastic in a Colts jersey. Though. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky though. actually <laughs> said that the Colts are a team that needs weapons. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky says the Colts' top two wide receivers have 146 career catches, Ooh. the least amount of any NFL starting duo. Cooper Cup had 145 catches last season all by himself. Their number two wide receiver, Dolan, has 18 career catches they need wide receivers in the worst possible way and more than any team in hashtag nfl hashtag nfl draft mm. i hope this got into the hashtag nfl conversations Dan. sure and i hope it got into the hashtag nfl draft <laughs> conversation as well good tagging good tweeting good conversating but yeah this has been a problem for the last couple years maybe debo samuel said i don't want to play for the niners i want to play for the fucking colts well, i don't know i think he's saying i want to play for the patriots but i mean he liked that instagram right that was you know we're not taking anything less than 25 mil and that's probably Probably why Schefter saying they they know what the number is, but there is kind of that thought. Same with Lamar, like, hey, I can probably maximize my bag if I make this a bidding war. Just go to free agency, and then it just highest bidder goes. Like, is that the thought process? I don't know. I think the thought process is if um, you know, because he they had to dispel rumors that his brother put out a text that yeah. said that he was looking to get traded. He didn't want to be there. The Niners are a great team right now, great great program. I assume there's not – it would have to be a financial difference or it would have to be Debo saying, I'll let a couple more deals happen and then we'll see where we're at because these deals are jumping quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the market for the wide receivers has grown exponentially over the last two years. I mean, you're talking about this this last offseason. The market has grown, I think, like 50 to 75% over what the highest paid wide receivers were before that. Devontae Adams moving, massive. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, by the way, moving massive mm-hmm. now follow up not that Debo Samuel isn't he's one of the most important pieces that he is him and George Kittle are literally the most important pieces yep. of that entire puzzle over there for the Niners who have been very successful so he deserves that Devontae Tyree Kill in anybody's list mm-hmm. there's top three wide receivers in the NFL so maybe their market is not you know what teams are thinking about putting on Debo not that I'm the saying Debo doesn't deserve that but maybe that is why some of these markets are not getting cleaned up as quick because it's like, well, if they wait out their contract or if they wait just two more months, this whole fucking market might be another $10 million higher because teams know that the salary cap is fugazi. Yeah. That's what the salary cap that, is. That's very understandable, and I always get that. But, like, with him and Lamar, and maybe I'm just too simple of a human being, like, money today is, is better than money tomorrow. And if I don't understand, like, if you don't want to get the deal done, what the f- what are we doing? Well, listen, there's a lot of, you know, don't leave your for show money looking for <laughs> my own money. Yeah. You might end up with no money. But then there's a lot of stories of people waiting for the market and then attacking at the right time and getting ridiculously wealthy. So I think there's a lot of 
you know, cliches and metaphors that contradict uh -huh. each other completely, not just in this particular world, but in, you know, you're supposed to, patience is a virtue, mm -hmm. but then you're supposed to live as if you're going to die tomorrow. So, right. I mean, there is just yeah. a lot of life lessons and codes that kind of all go against each other. But if Lamar waits out another year, his, it might be worth 300 million guaranteed. Mm -hmm. yeah. And is $250 million enough? <laughs> I mean... We talked about this with Dak Prescott. Yeah. Dak Prescott allegedly looked at a piece of paper that had like $100 million guaranteed and said, nah, that ain't enough for me. And I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is, I, I wish I had the ability to do so. By the way, I think I found it. But at the time, I, I, yeah. I wish I had the ability to do so. I think it's all business play. It all has to be a business play. I would assume everything that's going on with some of these guys is all about money reasons. So maybe the Niners just don't view it as high as Debo views it. And that's why Schefter said the contract is what the contract yeah. is. And I'm sure part of Debo is like, hey, outside of Cordero Patterson, like I was kind of the first guy who was doing this. Like I might get fucking 12 carries a game too. So like he probably views himself as like, I, you know, those guys are the best receivers, but like, you know, he is just, he's a weapon. Like, and, and he probably does like how Shanahan uses him, but you'd have to assume that no matter where he goes, now, like, the blueprint's out there for what you have to do to use him to be successful. Shanahan's run game is always supposed to oh, be, yeah. like, one of the greatest of all time. Right. And Debo just fits it so perfectly. I would be bummed if Debo wasn't in that offense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree. that was fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Well, unless he's in Indy or New England. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm super bummed if he's in New England. Well, yeah. Super, super duper bummed. Very likely. Couldn't tell you how bummed I would be if he'd be up there because Bill Belichick, also pretty intelligent mm -hmm. play designer. Yeah. yeah. And he's running the offense now. But, but if he was in there, you just get upset because they wouldn't give him the ball when they should give him the ball. Oh, you're yeah. right. Because they're smarter than everybody. It's like, oh, Debo would be able to do this, but not here. No, obviously, we'll throw it to our second tackle who just <laughs> declared eligible. No, no, we're not the Seahawks. But I mean, you talked about those top <laughs> deals. One of them, and we've talked about the Jacksonville tax, but like Christian Kirk is another guy who got like a boatload of money. And Debo Samuelson, they're like, you've got to be yeah. fucking kidding. Yeah. Me. Exactly. And like sure the Jacksonville like you're taking you're getting more money from them they're offering more because you're coming down to Duval and you know they don't have the greatest it's been a rebuild 10 15 years yeah exactly right. they don't have the greatest we almost had a rebuild completely finished by the way we yeah. AFC championship and we traded away our best corner and mm -hmm. our quarterback now plays for his third team since then yeah. fired the coach and we had 25 percent <laughs> of the complaints from the players to the NFLPA on how our business was operating out of all of the complaints yeah. so I mean don't worry, though. We'll figure it out We're whenever you get here. Yeah. When you get here. We're going to figure it out. We won't fuck it up. No, oh, no. We got Doug Peterson now. He wears a visor. He's super cool. He's won a Super Bowl before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we had Urban Meyer. That was a mistake. Uh, who what knew? Do? Hey, he's coming back to TV, huh? Hell yeah. Man. I can't wait. That's awesome. He was good on TV. Sure. I'm saying. He was good on TV. Mm -hmm. Felt like I learned a lot. But if they're going to be on location. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, he can't leave the studio. Or his eyes. He got eyes on the mind, dude. Yeah. Better have eyes on my joining us now is a ESPN pundit, I believe, a Super Bowl champion, an absolute stud, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Ninkovic. Yeah. What's up, dude? What is uh, the definition of pundit? Well, I think you just speak about stuff in punditry. Punditry. Sounds great. Sounds great. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I have great cell phone service. I want everything to be crystal clear on everything that I say. Okay? No, no. Well, good punditry here. You actually look very good right now. The connection's fantastic. Good suit. Hey, happy Ooh, 420. Wow. Happy 420, Rob. Oh, skulls in there. You ready to take some souls, what? what? Yeah, man. Right. Hey, kind of creepy there with the soul of the skulls in there. Is that just kind of your thing? Rock. Yeah. I love rock. Big heavy metal guy. 
Yeah, I know. And you got that car, the the amount of cars you have. Where he, you know, he's in there like Tim Allen in the garage. In, really, uh, home improvement. Tool man. Oh, really? Yeah, this guy. Yeah, he actually is right. Hey Pat, guess what though? The one thing I don't do is overpay like you did for that Hellcat. The, the, uh, that the wasn't G- a, Yeah, all right. <laughs> Hold on. Listen, can't pay for memories, right? Can't put, a price, can't put a price on memories. That thing's probably going up for sale, by the way, when Meekum comes back then. Ooh, there you go. Just in a couple weeks. Rob, let's dive into the NFL stories right now. Uh, you know Tom Brady very well. You were teammates with him for a long time. He's come back to Tampa Bay. That team's all the way back. You know, Bruce Arians is gone. This whole conversation about him maybe owning the Miami Dolphins. Did that take you by surprise was that ever something he ever chatted about because for instance i had overheard conversations like and just assumed peyton was going to own a team someday peyton manning was going to try to own a team was that tom brady's goal do you think did you ever hear him chat about that and how awesome would that be if we had a fucking player owner in the nfl i'd be so happy as a former player that would be that would be amazing but considering the cheapest uh organization is probably worth what like four billion dollars it, it, it would be really hard for a player to purchase maybe just a small piece, maybe get a little small piece. But I really didn't hear anything about that until that news came out about him wanting to go down there, be the quarterback, and then have a piece of the organization. I, that was all news to me um, when I learned or read about it um, recently, actually. So that would have been sweet, but I, I guess that was all, you know, put to bed after the whole uh, – the whole lawsuit that came out. So I, I don't yeah. think that that's, that's just not going to happen anymore. I wonder if it was re- how close it was to being real. Was mm-hmm. it just being chatted about, you know, cause Sean Payton retired too, like yeah. out mm-hmm. of nowhere, Tom retires, Sean Payton retires. And then all of a sudden everybody's kind of got to find their other side. Sean Payton's golfing an attorney with Frankie Borelli. Yep, sure. Congrats to Frankie, by the way, got a, He's in the pro-ams nowadays. Yeah. Wow. I mean, let's go Frankie. Um, but Sean Payton's golfing, living his best life, probably coming back coach. And Tom Brady comes back just a few weeks later to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There had to be something. I'm excited to kind of see how it all unfolds. When you think about the Patriots, Nick, there's no offense coordinator. All right, Bill Belichick might be calling plays. He was having a blast at that Vanderbilt baseball game. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick seemed to be getting ready for that baseball <laughs> game and having the time of his life. What do you think about Bill coaching for another 30 years? And is he, if he's the offense coordinator, you just assume they're going to be the best offense in the history of the NFL? All right, let me just settle so we're nice and even here. Uh, you think about the the Patriots right now in the past think about 2009 they didn't have a coordinator in 2009 so there's been points in in the Patriots organization where they're kind of in a limbo he had such a good answer too. did you hear the answer that was coming like let's look back at 2008 when we didn't have an offense corner and he was about to lay something out that we had never heard which is probably going to ease our ease the patriots Mm -hmm. hands minds who don't have any worry at all because it is bill belichick let's get to a break we'll get to a break okay okay yeah, that year too. Hell of a draft Bill had when there wasn't any coordinator. Tell him we'll call him back in uh, for this thing's frozen. Let's let's go right back. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us back with good service, uh, an absolute stud of a football player, ESPN pundit, Super Bowl champion, Rob Ninkovich. Yeah, hey, good to see you, Rob. How you doing? Uh, I'm sorry about the service stuff. It's New York City, so maybe there's just a lot of people here. Um, using service up, but oh, poop probably on the streets. Yeah, yeah. Rats. Rats. back to what I was Garbage. saying about about the Patriots. You're like, asking about you know offensive coordinator, um, not having an offensive coordinator. You know if you're if you're a young quarterback going into your second year, I can't think of a better position 
to learn about going against other defenses than having Bill Belichick coach you on what defenses are trying to, to do to you, what they're trying to trick you into throwing, you know, traps and all these different things. So Bill not naming an OC, like that's it's something that he's done in the past. He's he's had times, 2009, I think back on, we didn't really have an offensive coordinator. Uh, 2011, we didn't have a defensive coordinator. So he was basically doing everything. And yes, I know he's 70 years old, um, but the dude just loves football that much. Oh, yeah. Look, at he only has seven candles up there because if there were 70 candles, they'd have to call the fire department. Oh, so, I get it. It's a lot of candles. I, I think that just he, he loves it. And Mal, the only thing that I think could possibly be an issue with this is if they don't have a successful season and they do struggle a little bit, which in their division, the Buffalo Bills look pretty dang good right now. Wagon Dolphins. Uh and then you think about, you know, that little Tyreek guy going down to Miami. Oh, uh, wagon! He's pretty quick. So if things don't go the right way, <laughs> who's going to have all the attention? It's going to be Bill because he is the OC. He's the head, he's the head and he's the DC. He's everything. So and he's GM. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might be an issue, but it might not. We'll see. Um, because Dan Orlovsky, your co-pundit over there at ESPN, said that the thing that worried him most going into the season was the fact that Mac Jones in his second year has no stability in his ear if there's no offensive coordinator, blah, blah, blah. The way you laid that out there with Mac Jones getting to learn from Bill Belichick with how smart, allegedly, Mac Jones is, I think it's uh, pretty obvious at this point. That could make... Like, I hate hearing that. This is probably going to be for the better, huh, for Mac Jones as a whole and for the Patriots as a whole. In your eyes, you see this working out as opposed to the the negative that could potentially come and all the heat falling on the lead counsel, GM, head coach, D coordinator, and offense coordinator, by the way. That's going to be tough to avoid blame whenever you got all that. You feel like it's going to work out, though? You have high hopes in it working? Well, I think of all the players that could have been drafted as, as a quarterback to go into New England – Mac Jones is the perfect fit considering he was with Saban for five years. He was with Billy O. He was with guys that were coaching with the Patriots, guys that have experience with Bill Belichick in his style of coaching. So I I, I bet you Bill and Mac, they just – they seem to have that like kind of odd type of personality where they would just like to break down film and talk about football. So – Ernie, Ernie Adams is retired. Bill Belichick goes and gets Mac Jones. Come on in, sit down with me. Let's let's be buddies and talk football. Like they might right. just sit down and talk shop on football for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the next I don't know, 10 years, whatever. 20. But Bill loves that, and I think Mac Jones, the way his is even his demeanor when he was drafted and he's walking up, you know, he's got his weird walk up to the stage because he just wants to get it going. Like it's a perfect fit for Bill Belichick and Mac. I mean, I'm telling you, those that that two type of like mentality, the way that they are, from what I hear, he's all business, and that's what Bill is, all business. Man, I cannot believe the NFL fucked up and let Mac Jones just fall right to yeah. him. Fool! We all saw it happen. We literally were watching it live happen in Draft Spectacular. All right, somebody's gonna trade mm-hmm. up to eight here. Somebody's gonna trade up to eight and get Mac mm-hmm. Jones, of course. Oh, somebody's gonna go to. Oh, they did trade up for a quarterback. Oh, Justin oh, Fields. Fields. Okay. Okay. Fields is going. Okay, so Mac Jones is still potentially falling right into the evil empire. And then all of a sudden you get the live shot of Bill Belichick looking around the room. Well, fuck, we got to take him. <laughs> I mean, we have to. We got Tom Brady 2.0 here. Uh, 
Robert, you like it? Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you like it? Yeah. Final. Matt, Patricia, you like it? Yeah. All right, let's fucking send it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm quarterback for fucking 10 years. Uh-huh. And we all watched it happen. Yeah. We literally watched it happen right in front of our eyes. Everybody hates the New England Patriots mm-hmm. success. Every other team is like, ah, oh, the New England Patriots can't do it again. 20 years of greatness. Let's get them the fuck out of the way. And then we watched it live happen. Mm-hmm. Right, boom, 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 boom. And five to 10 years from now, what Mac does compared to the quarterbacks the one before him is going to be talked about how Bill Belichick, the super genius, didn't even have to trade or anything. He just sat there. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones fell to him. He's supposed to go three. Mac was supposed to go three overall. For a while. He, tra- he literally mm-hmm. changed that morning. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Your question for Nate. Yeah, right. I mean, everything you're saying is making sense, and it doesn't, you know, surprise me that Dan Orlovsky's backup quarterback brain couldn't handle, you know, not having an uh, offensive coordinator. But uh, you're obviously a defensive guy. When you look at the Patriots defensively, they lose J.C. Jackson. Are you expecting them to take a corner right away in the first round or probably trade back and grab a bunch of QBs who can play different positions? They they'll not knowing Bill and knowing how they do things. They'll like draft a punter or something. It's just that's what it does. Jake Bailey. So I I do believe that they're you know they have some young pieces there that really haven't played a lot. There's young players on the roster right now that are going to have an opportunity to play. And uh, you know I was just talking to Drod Mayo yesterday. Um, You know he he's pretty confident that what they have on their roster is going to surprise a lot of people. So. Um, they're going to go through this offseason, and I'm sure during the draft they're going to pick best available. Usually they have the board on who's left and who's gone, and they just have their rankings on best available talent based on their evaluations. And, yes, there might be a need. I personally think they should try and go get a big-time tackle because, you know, what do young quarterbacks need for a long time? Well, they need a lot of protection. They need somebody to, to protect their to protect their blind side. So, you know, a guard or a tackle, somebody in the offensive line that can kind of grow up with Mac Jones and, and protect him, I think is a good, you know, it's a good thing. To, and then, you, you know, Malcolm Butler comes back. I know he was off last year and didn't play, but he's he, he seems like a guy that's going to be very motivated. And if you can get – the most out of out of Mac, out of um, Butler Malcolm it, it that is they're going to be really good defensively in the corner position. I think they have a lot of talent. You bring back McCourty, um, he's a guy that's going to be your leader on defense. This so stinks. They're going to be good. Gonna so awesome. Don't worry about it. This stinks, dude. Uh, pundit definition. You are, by the way, an expert in a particular subject or field who is frequently called on to give opinions about it to the public. Wow. Boom. You're a pundit, dude. That's Boom. Big. That is literally hey, you. Funny story, funny story about Dan Orlowski, Orlowski though, real quick. Um, Love so we were, we were on last week, and he, he, he was, we were talking about uh, Russell Wilson, and I had a picture of myself sacking Russell Wilson. So he said yeah. something. You know, he's trying to be smart. And uh, so, you know, said something, and I just came back with, yeah, remember that time you were you had to play for the 0-11 Colts, oh. and I sacked you. He was in the red zone, and he came back with, "Well, I threw for 340 yards," and I and then I responded with, "Yeah, but you still lost. Oh, you still oh. lost." Hell I was yeah. on right? that team too. So what are you? <laughs> why are you doing this again? Oh, you- I'm sorry. Were you on that team, Pat? Oh, oh, oh way to go! Oh, must have been fun. How fun was that game? Oh, yeah. it was incredible. Oh, they got a blast. Yeah, uh-huh. bunch of sacks. Oh, yeah. yeah, backed up. He said, "Geez, I forgot." Probably had to punt. Though. I mean, you could say the Super Bowl was played in Lucas Oil later that year, and 
Yeah, but I lost. It's yeah. okay. Boom! Yeah, exactly. Boom! <laughs> you lost in the Super Bowl, you fucking loser. Dude. Yeah, that year. Not that I've never done that. Uh, that AFC championship ring, stupid. Throw it away. Man, it's so good, though. I got it at the house up in a Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice uh... I have no idea where that is. I couldn't even tell you where it is. Uh, yeah. It's tough. Can never wear it. It's awesome. We got, we got any more uh, tough questions, or what do we got? Where's Baker Mayfield going? You think he's going to the Panthers? Uh, no, because then they would have way too much money invested in two quarterbacks that they have question marks with. So if you think about it, Baker has a, what, cap hit of $19 million. He has an 18 was, and a half or 19, whatever it is. Yeah. He was the 26th ranked quarterback at third down passing the last two years. That ain't good. So, well, shoulder. shoulder. He has broken humerus. left shoulder. He ain't, it's not his throwing shoulder. Oh, <laughs> you don't get it. You've never, have you ever thrown a football? Do you point with that thing? <laughs> no. Point with that thing. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. You, the shoulder, you tape the shoulder up. Put a brace on, you're fine. It's fine. Well, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he said it was hurt. You're saying no, though, huh? You don't think he's going there? Well, you think he's playing for the Browns? I guess Stefanski was just asked about it. I don't know where Stefanski's doing a press conference. And uh, he said, how do you, how are you guys going to handle Baker Mayfield with him feeling disrespected? And uh, he said, I'm not going to dive into that. That's a very unique situation. How do you think it, how do you think it folds, like, unfolds here? What do you think, honestly? I, I honestly don't think the Browns care anymore. I think they've got their guy, so they're just either – if if they can't find a trading person that or a trading partner that's willing to to pay you know the difference or they're not going to go and get a, a a high pick or somebody's not going to take that salary on, um, so we'll see if another team will pay the money towards it or the the Browns will pay off a little bit of that. But honestly, I think the best thing for Baker might be to take a year as a in a role that like he can sit behind a starter. Rehab his shoulder so he has no excuses, get the shoulder right, and then have another opportunity. Because if he does go somewhere else, say he goes to Seattle and he's the guy, right? And it looks just like it did the last couple of years. Well, what 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 does his future have in store for him if he doesn't go out and ball? So, you know, I think where he goes is going to be vital for if he can stay in the league a long time and, and make a name like as far as not just being the number one overall pick because if you think about it if he was a third or a fifth round pick we wouldn't even be talking about him he was the number one overall pick that's why he's had so many opportunities it's plain and simple he took the bronze in the playoffs for the first time mm -hmm. in a that's long right. time that's he, right. he was the quarterback for the team that finally started winning in cleveland now all everything around the quarterback position seemed to get better in cleveland as well which is what andrew barry is probably thinking to himself like yeah well we also built a hell of a roster here and a good team but that should be noted right he won do you think it's as easy as the guy to be the starter and then the next year he's just the backup in the locker room in Cleveland over there? Because obviously the Odell Beckham senior stuff, the Jarvis stuff, there's a lot of stuff that maybe he didn't have the locker room. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that would be awkward, though, him being started than him backup in the same locker room? No. I, I mean, no, he's not going to stay with the Browns. There ain't no way. So well, you he's going to go him somewhere being, else. Oh, you're saying he's going to be a backup somewhere else? Yeah. So he should maybe look for another place where there's a quarterback there. Maybe Tampa. Where I mean, that's not going to happen, but if you were somewhere where you could go behind Tom Brady or go behind a starting quarterback and just kind of Green not Bay. cast the expectations. Bay. Indianapolis. He goes somewhere and has the – yeah, Indianapolis. <laughs> go to Indi there. Indianapolis. Come on. You're, Here we go. Yeah. you're behind a veteran quarterback who you can kind of 
be, get underneath and listen and watch and just observe how we, how they do things. And then you have your opportunity as they move on or retire or do whatever. And then you go out and ball. Okay. Then that's great. Then your, then your career has resurrected as a, as opposed to going to another place where you are supposed to be the guy that takes them back to their winning ways or resurrects their whole organization back to you think about the Cleveland Browns. If they thought Baker could get them where they needed to be, they wouldn't have just gone out and paid another guy oh, more yeah. money than anyone else yeah. in history. Yeah, we get it. I think Baker, yeah. you know, it's a tough and a kind of a shitty situation for him to be in. Definitely shitty. But, I mean, he's made a lot of money. He, he was number one overall pick. Now he has to make sure that the next place he goes, he has an opportunity to play well because if he doesn't, then what are we going to be saying? The Browns are going to have to pay a lot of that uh, contract no matter where he goes. And I want, I think the Browns probably know that. That's why they're just kind of holding off, waiting to see who's most desperate in the end. Go ahead, Tone. Mr. Ninko, um, do you think in this day of day and age of uh, NFL football that a team can win with just good coaching and, and good defense and maybe potentially a, a good running game? Um, do you think that's still possible in this in this day and age? No, it's hard. Shit. It's That's like... You have to be able to throw the football on third down. And if you can't convert third downs, third and tens, third and 12, if you don't have a guy that can drop back and throw the ball accurately over the all over the field, you're going to be in trouble. And because the problem, the problem in that is if you are a running team and you have the defense and you have all that stuff, but you don't have the quarterback position, you're going to come up against a team at some point you hit the playoffs where it's going to be a shootout. And, yeah, your defense can be great all year, but there's going to be a moment where you go up against a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady where you have to throw the football and you have to complete longer down in distances. And I really think that now we're seeing the, the whole NFL mindset has turned into this seven-on-seven seven spread offenses, You know, get the ball out of the quarterback's hand, catch and run. Um, the running game, there's a reason why their fullback position is the dinosaur now. You know, there isn't there isn't many teams with a fullback. Mm. It's because they're going away from that whole old school run run the football mentality. Um, and then you look at the Browns, for example. They were trying to be a run first team that had good defense that set up the play action pass. And that's what Baker was able to do. You know, if you have a, a linebacking core that's running oh, up into the line yeah. of scrimmage because they're running the football with dudes that are really good at running back and then okay there's your 15 to 25 yard over route but guess what Cooper. when you get down and you can't run the football anymore you're in trouble so i think that the that old mentality of run the football um that's 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 old man i think it's tough nowadays hey we appreciate you stopping by ninko you're the best what are you on today on espn uh, so I was just with uh, your old buddy Greenberg there. Hey, Greeny! He's working. It's good to see him on TV. Greeny, yeah. So I'm. I was just with JJ. You saw JJ. I challenged him to a game of horse. Smart. Uh, he he won't. He probably won't play me because he's afraid. Maybe. Hey, Reddick. JJ Reddick. Yeah, but if he says yes to you, then he has to say yes to everybody that challenges him. You know, that's like I, I get and some I got, internet stooges. I got nothing like, to lose. So if he loses the, you know, like I got nothing. He beats me. Oh yeah. The, Best shooter of all time in college history is, you know, beat me in horse. Yeah. Okay. I had some internet students challenge me to a punt passing kick and I didn't even acknowledge it mm -hmm. because it's like, hey, pal, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably how JJ feels about you. Like, hey, listen, 
Yeah, just shut, shut up. Fu- just shut up. <laughs> All right, I, I, like you need to just stop whatever you're talking about right there. But I, I'll take it as a win, though, if I were you. I'd take it as a win. Perfect. Yeah. But so thanks for having me on. Uh, congrats <laughs> on all the success. Congrats on the backflipping and all the stuff that you do in wrestling. I oh, love yeah. it. I love it. Thank you. The backflip to the feet was very impressive. The backflip to the feet was very impressive. Um, one of the most impressive feats I've seen in a long time. So thank you. Congrats on, all that. Congrats on the show. Big fan. Um, settle the feet in your driving. I saw some of your film on your driving and your golf technique. Let's just relax a little bit. Okay. Let's relax. Yeah, the feet. He literally, as soon as I post it on story, I get a DM from Nick. Can we settle the feet? <laughs> I'm gonna try to make it happen. I'm gonna try to make. I'm, it's a work in progress. I got. A, I got what? Ten weeks to get there. Yeah, plenty of time before Tahoe. But I appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen. Super Bowl champion, ESPN pundit, Rob Ninkovich. Thank you, Ninko. We have some breaking news out of the NFL. This is huge. Love that conversation with Ninko, but let's move on. Jeff Darlington is reporting breaking news. He just spoke to the wide receiver Debo Samuel, and he told Jeff Darlington that Debo has asked the Niners to trade him. He did not want to discuss the specific reasons behind his request, but he has indeed let the 49ers know his desire to leave the organization. More to come, says Jeff Darlington. Wow. One of the most talented football players on earth wants out of his home team. The same team that has been to the MC Championship numerous times. A very successful team. A massive part of their offense is now requesting and desiring to leave the program. Ian Rapport has an update. The trade request came in more than a week ago, and the 49ers have been aware of Debo's feelings for a while. This is why there have been no talks. This all follows Schefter getting on ESPN and saying that the Niners would pay Debo if Debo would just come in and negotiate with them. We thought it was a Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens situation where Lamar just said it ain't time to do the contract yet. I'll do it whenever I want to do the contract, says Harbaugh. Now we're hearing Debo Samuel rolling around Miami down there, liking some tweets, some other stuff happening, has told the 49ers, get me out of here. Come on to the Colts, Debo. I wonder what it was. Was it a money thing? Was it a respect issue? He was obviously a large part of the Mm -hmm. offense, so it couldn't have been a part of the ball, I don't think. You would assume that's not the case. What is it about Debo and the Niners that isn't working? Everybody from the outside looking in has to ask. Ian Rapport, the 49ers have been looking to make offers for a long-term deal with wide receiver Debo Samuel, but he's been unwilling to engage. This is why. Unclear where this goes from... He's saying this is why he requested a trade? I don't know, but Samuel wanting out is the latest in big name wide receiver. Hey, what is the this is why? The 49ers have been looking to make offers for a long-term deal with wide receiver Debo Samuel, but he's been unwilling to engage. This is why. Because he wants to be traded, so he's told them he has no interest in in signing a long-term deal with him. Oh, this is why, because he wants to be traded. That's why he hasn't been... Uh, interested in negotiating with them? Yeah, I guess. But well, that's not the why we want to know, Ian, is why the fuck does he want out of... Sure. Hey, yeah. Ian, come on. Find out why he doesn't want to make things happen. Please, uh, with the Niners. Is it because he doesn't want to be in Santa Clara anymore? Maybe. Is he done with the taxes? Maybe. They're a successful team. It seems like their locker room has a good time. Remember, we've seen Shanahan drunk thrown from one rooftop to another rooftop on the beach. We that's love right. George Kittle. Fucking love yeah. George Kittle. Here's another follow-up. Why does Debo Salmon not want to be a Niner? Money is not at the roof of the issues for Debo Samuel. Otherwise, that could be fixed with a big offer. But there are also issues with how he's used. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh. Whoa. What's going on? Doesn't Happy 420. Yeah. 
I was literally just saying that Debo's half of the offense and he's got to be pumped about everything. And now there's issues with how he's being used. This could all be coming from the Niners too. Let's not let this Ooh, distract us. Well, okay. But we do, we would like to know, as people that have to talk about this every single day now until something happens, why Debo does not want to continue his relationship with the Niners. So if this is the case, then he is gone. Like Sounds they, like they're yeah. gonna trade. He'll be maybe traded by draft night well, well, or on draft night. Let's hope he's traded by the end of this show. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah so that'd be great. Before then, but the Niners. Remember, the big thing on the Niners is they move at their own pace. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yuschek got paid when they wanted to pay him. Took mm -hmm. some time. George Kittle got paid when they wanted to pay him. Mm -hmm. And everybody just assumed the Debo Samuel. Actually, the reports were that the Debo Samuel money would come when the Niners wanted it to come. That's what they, hey, well, the Niners' MO is they'll pay whenever they want to pay. Yeah. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what pissed off Debo. Debo's like, okay, oh, you want to pay when you want to pay? How about this? I don't want to play when you want to pay. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> is that what happened? Is Debo, was there a, a private conversation about, hey, the reason why we didn't win is because our star players didn't do enough because him and Kittle were basically the only two that were doing anything for him last year, and maybe they took the blame? I have no idea. Like, why, why? It doesn't make much sense to me from the outside. I'm excited to learn more. No, none of it makes sense. But I do. There was already a team that already has uh, a coach, a head coach who was on that Niners coaching staff, who was already willing to pay a wide receiver and give up multiple first round picks uh, in the New York Jets. That could be a potential landing. Spot. What if Yikes. the Jets land Debo Samuel? That'd be a shame for all of us because you never see him on TV again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not the. They might not have anything to do with each other, but does this not bode well for like Trey Lance? Like if Trey Lance. Was unbelievable at football. You think Debo would want to leave that team? Well, Maybe Kill. he loved Jimmy G. Tyreek Hill, Devontae. Yeah, but I mean, mm -hmm. they didn't want to pay Tyreek that much money after the Devontae deal. Yeah, like, but I'm saying Tyreek Hill was willing to leave Patrick yeah. Mahomes. You know, like, yeah. I don't think one ties into the other, but interesting take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> We're back for hour two on the other side of this 10 minute break on Sirius XM Channel. You take Mad Dog Sports Radio. We'll see you with more news. Got it, I think. I don't know. Nailed it. He mm. did. I don't know. Felt like the crack of the bat sounded like yeah. it was fucking on the screws. The thing mm -hmm. is, you can't see the clock, though. So. <laughs> it's, a delay, it's a delay game clock, though. I can Remember, feel the clock. Zero, though. down, zero. It's Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions. Big, yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. That was definitely called properly. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Change the rule. Debo Samuel. Go get Debo. Yeah, that's nuts. Come to Indy, dude. It's. I mean, it's got to be the... Where's Debo at? Debo in this <laughs> one right here? Yep. I mean, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna love it. It's windy every day of the year. Yep. Okay, so mm -hmm. that doesn't affect you though. It's actually a nice breeze when you walk around. Matt Ryan, oh my God, your slant. Perfect. We got an offensive line. You want to continue to run? You don't want to run? Fuck it. We don't want to do anything. Debo, come on to Indianapolis. Now, this would require a lot of money and a move from Chris Ballard, who yeah. has already done sure. deals with the Niners for a first round pick, and yeah, we don't have a first round pick this year. Because Carson Wentz played through so many injuries. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He had a total amount of plays played, uh, would take a second-round draft pick into a first-round draft pick, and that guy with two sprained ankles, broken ribs, four shoulder surgeries, broken foot, five hand injuries, played fucking 95% of the snaps. Can't knock him for that, but it has become quite a pain in the ass in the entire negotiating thing. But still got Matt Ryan, Debo. You're going to love being here. Come on over to the Indianapolis Colts. We need weapons like nobody else. Yeah, but if anything, you should probably, you know, 
trade with the team who gave you the quarterback that took you to a Super Bowl and another NFC championship. And, you know, that team, the Patriots, happened to trade that quarterback pretty cheap. They didn't ask for much, just a second-round pick. So we'll take Debo, and you know what? We'll give you a first. And how about Nikhil Harry? Does he fancy you? I think he oh, does. Did you take a wide please. receiver right back? Oh, now you're trying to get rid of this guy. Hey, Disgusting. Nikhil Harry's not on the not at camp. He's not. What are you doing? He's not, just He's not going sports. to New England. It makes you never know. This reeks of Bill Belichick. Why would he go to New England? He's got a young quarterback that loves football and he's all business. He's coming to the fucking Sirianni and the Eagles are going to be all over this. He can't wait to get his mitts on Debo and game plan. Debo, don't go to Philly. He ain't trained. They're not trained in the conference. They got mass mandates in Philadelphia. That's right. Yeah. Don't go there. He was so happy carrying out the boombox for the playoff games and stuff like that. Seemed like he oh, loved his team. Can't wait to fucking watch him walk onto Lambeau with the boombox. No, no, he, no, no, right. he just yeah. played in one no. degree there. You think he wants to go back? Bro, and he, beat he loved it. He said he's he beat not him. going back to fucking Green yeah, Bay. He, he said he loved he's it. He's in Miami right now. Yeah, he mm. lost his boy McDaniel. This is what it's all about. Oh, Going to no. Miami. He is down in Miami. Miami's been making a lot of moves. You ain't got enough no. money. Yeah, and they no pay chance. him 25 a year, too. And they, and they can make that happen. And the Chiefs? salary cap is completely fake. Chiefs just plays Tyreek Kill. Oh, no. Chiefs would be he needs to get to the Colts. No, nah, it's Patriots. Can we find out why he doesn't want to be a Niner? We'll talk great. about that at, in an hour, two. We'll call mm-hmm. rap. Yeah, I'll call him right now, actually. This is the pull. Off here, off here. You have to pull the trigger at some point, Ballard. Like, this is it, dude. The yeah. run game with him and two titles this decade. Yeah, but that's the problem is I don't have that first. <laughs> the issue, the issue with all of this is time to run out. I gave that whole speech about how you know maybe your team will act differently than they have in the past because of everything. <laughs> Ballard has actually uh, traded first rounders before, yeah. mm-hmm. but there is not a single part of my body that makes me believe that he's even going to pick up the phone on Debo Samuel. Yeah, because he's telling Chris Ballard, or he's telling Jim, Chris Ballard's telling Jim Mercy. We're going to have to pay him fucking $90 million. Yeah. <laughs> you want to pay him $90 million or you want fucking more guitars? That's what I thought. I'm not even calling. We brought Matt Ryan in here paying him. We have paid $150 million in quarterbacks over the last five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absurd. So they spend money. Like Ballard spends money. He trades picks. Mm-hmm. He's traded two firsts in mm-hmm. his entire day. Everybody talks about how much he loves. He traded two firsts. One for Carson, one for DeForest Buckner. He spends money. He pays fucking everybody, it seems like. But there isn't even a single ounce of blood in my body that thinks Chris Ballard's on the phone right now trying to get Debo. Probably the Bills. Oh, Bills, maybe. Jets fuck. make too much sense because if they trade that first, they can just pick one of the wide receivers on the top. I'm only saying the Bills because Bean says he snoops around. If he senses there's a little bit of an issue, he'll mm-hmm. go, hey, what's going on? Everybody yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah, want? Yeah, you guys go, all right. That's how I got Stephon Diggs. Kept Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs around. Mm-hmm. It does stink, though, because the Packers aren't going to do anything. They definitely won't pay him. But I would like to amend what I said to open the show with the whole Tyler Lockett thing. Hey, maybe you, you send fucking Jordan Love to San Francisco. Let Trey Lance learn oh, under Trey his Lance tutelage. Oh, Trey Lance and Jordan Love. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Okay. We'll and then, you know, we'll sweeten it up. Maybe you do throw in one of those first-round picks for Tebow. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Could you imagine having a guy named Debo on your team? That'd be oh, so I sweet. I can see Bill. What happened with sad. the Niners? He doesn't like the way he's being used. Yeah, um, but that feels like that is more hey, narrative building. Yeah, yeah. being a running back. To your point with uh, teams doing like they're not going to change. Notice I have not even entertained the thought of him ever coming to Steelers. And you guys are you guys are plus eight fifty to win AFC North. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's why it feels like Bill. This is something he would do. Bro, this is wild to me. By the way, Mike Tomlin coaches this team. 
plus 850. Never had a losing season. <laughs> well, they got the Super Bowl team at plus 220. They yeah. were plus 1300 last year. That Well, what I'm saying is these are banana odds, bananas mm -hmm. odds. But that's because what was coming to our minds while we were talking to uh, Ninko earlier. Deshaun Watson, obviously off the field. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of conversation. If he plays anything like he can play on the field, yeah. at any if he's 80% of what he was. Oh, boy. <laughs> there are one seed. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's why Andrew Barry's smiling in that press conference next time. We just took 45 minutes of very hard questions. But let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you're throwing the ball, we know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. See week one. They got that play action. <laughs> Somehow the Browns will get him. The Browns will get Debo something. Oh, sure There's not. so many teams he would fit perfectly. Mm -hmm. Well, Titans. About, Cowboys. About 31 of them. Yeah, that's why it feels like they'll just trade him to the AFC. That's why I'm only thinking AFC teams. You could be somebody who is lucky enough to be friends with a man that is about to join us. He is a two-time, two-time Emmy-nominated host of Good Morning Football. He's an insider for Fox. But ladies and gentlemen, he's friend of the show. And today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Peter Schrager! Go Shrey! 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 Come back to the camera. Uh, oh. Hey, what up, Shreds, dude? Happy birthday, dude. Well, oh, vibe and feeling. Good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes, indeed. Thank you for those happy birthday wishes. Uh, thought that that little bit of the combine was like going to come back to haunt me. I got to be honest. I kind of like it. I'm glad I have that footage, and I hope that they run that every day on Good Morning Football. Well, they should. Uh, certainly when it's your birthday. At the end, you get a uh, piece of thing in your mouth. Right in the mm -hmm. face. And we cut yeah. that off before we got to that, but that's because you. it's your birthday. You know? <laughs> Positive vibes. That's Appreciate the only bad it. part of the video. Other than that, you look fantastic. Happy birthday. Hope you enjoy. Congrats on another trip around the sun. I mean, I mean, Feeling blessed. Yeah. Yesterday, CFO Phil's birthday. Mm -hmm. Today, Shrag's birthday. Mm -hmm. 420 being your birthday had to be pretty awesome most of your life, yeah? Pretty good. I was in college in Atlanta in the early 2000s when I got there from Jersey. I didn't have any idea what 420 was, and I quickly learned on my birthday that everyone celebrates when it's my birthday. Yes. <laughs> We're happy for you. We're pumped for you. Let's move along. Big news coming out of a camp that you know a lot about, the San Francisco 49ers. Allegedly, one week ago, Debo Samuel had requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. Then there's conflicting reports coming out from numerous different insiders that the San Francisco 49ers would pay Debo Samuel right now whatever the contract is. They're alluding to like it's already been set in stone. Then there's reports coming out from Ian Rappaport that says, well, Debo Samuel, it's not about the money, it's about the usage. What is going on? How did we get here? We thought everything was hunky-dory. He's coming out with the boombox before the games. He's absolutely killing it. He's like 50% of their offense. How did we get here, Shregs, from what you know about the entire situation now that he's asking for a trade officially? This has been brewing. I th actually, I started hearing about this uh, back at the Super Bowl, even before the Combine, that, hey, this is going to be the offseason where, where Debo's going to want to get paid. And a lot of people are coming to me and say, well, how do you pay Debo Samuel? Because he's not only a wide receiver, but he's a running back. And then do you hold that against him and say, well, yeah, but that means he's a running back and a wide receiver, and his usage rate is so high that where do you put him on the market? There's really no comp. Truth of the matter is this, and I've said it on your show before, 
This is an organization that wants to take care of their guys, but they also waited on paying Fred Warner. They waited on paying George Kittle. They waited on paying Trent Williams. Going back to Kittle, uh, it got out that like the offer they made for Kittle uh, back in February of the year they eventually paid him in August, like it was referred to around the league as like the Valentine's Day massacre, like what they were trying to get Kittle to sign to. So this is going to be a process with the 49ers. They have as good a front office, starting with John Lynch, of course, but the guys who control the money, a lot of that stuff, like Parag Marate is, is their salary cap expert. He also deals with a lot of negotiations. Like they foresee these things, not day to day, but like 18 months out, six months out. And I think Debo, some of this stuff wants to push the timeline and he might be able to, he might be that valuable player where they have to kind of get along and do this. And if not, you get stuff like a trade request. We'll see where that goes. We got eight days before the draft, but I'll tell you there, there will be multiple teams who will at least make the call to San Francisco to say, Hey, is Debo really on the block? That's right. Ballard. Yeah, good call. Ballard. <laughs> Way to go, dude. So, uh, Shregs, what, what really could be the issue though? I know you said you're going back to Super Bowl. You, you knew he wanted to get paid. And now we're hearing reports that the Niners are willing to pay him and make him one of almost the highest paid receiver in the NFL possibly, but he's not coming in. Like, what's the deal? Is it just too far gone? No, I don't think so. Look, I think there's a lot of the stuff that you get now, uh, eight days out of the draft, is to say, hey, let's push the envelope. We had a, a Kyler Murray Instagram post that came out the Monday of the Combine saying, my client demands to be paid now. He hasn't been paid yet. And with, with the trade demand, that's like your line in the sand saying, I want out. I think all roads can be fixed and all bridges can be mended. But when you make that trade demand, you go specifically to, in this case, it's been Schefter and Rapport, but today Jeff Darlington said, I spoke to Debo directly. We had Debo's brother posting things yesterday. Like there's a lot of noise. And when there's a lot of noise, there seems to be an unhappy party. And that seems to be where Debo's at. Uh, I, I, don't, I think it could all be rectified if the dollar signs are right. That's the, that's the reading that I get that, that this isn't simply – I don't like being used as a running back. I think Debo knows that his value right now is pretty high because of the way they use him. I would add one thing. This is the inside baseball stuff to it. His agent's a very good agent, a guy named Tory Dandy. Tory's been doing this stuff for a long time. Tory also represents Denzel Ward, who just got paid oh, yeah. $100 million oh, last yeah. week. But he also represents DK Metcalf and, and A.J. Brown, oh, yeah. who are in similar boats going into that contract year where they're all second-round picks saying, hey, I want to get paid. Same agent, controlling all of them. Oh. Some puppet strings being done here, but, hey, it could all work out for his clients. Yeah, I mean – it's an interesting thing because you talked about how there isn't a market because of how good of a running back he is and a wide receiver thing, and that's coming out of how he's being used. It Was that ever an issue for Debo before he was told that he wouldn't be getting a little extra money for his running back services? And then once he was told, no, we're just going to pay you for your wide receiver services, he then came out alongside Torrey Danby and said, uh, actually, if you're not going to pay us for it, then we're not running back anymore. Is that how that happened? Or is it actually like he's pissed off about the amount of touches he's getting at running back? Because he has become a one-of-one type player alongside Cordero Patterson. But the NFC, as the Niners have been running through the NFC, and he's been a part of it. Is that why? Because he's looking to shake up the entire market because he is Debo Samuel and everybody. Devontae Adams, great wide receiver, incredible wide receiver, gets the ball out of the backfield, never. Tyreek Hill does get the ball handed off to him every once in a while, but he's not considered a running Outside. back. 
Yeah, yeah, it's always out there. Debo literally is high end at both of them. So if you're just going to pay him for the highest in the market of what the top wide receivers are paying, then he probably views, well, you're not paying me at all for this other half of the game that I am. And you can see why he'd get pissed off, right? That would be. I guess. Or you say, what other offensive coordinator and team is featuring you this way that you're getting the rock and we're getting the best use out of you and we're going to make sure that we can maximize your talents. I don't know if anyone would say Debo Samuel is the route runner that Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams is, oh. but the way the 49ers used him, and this is also an interesting wrinkle here, the way that Mike McDaniel, who's now the head coach of the Dolphins, helped draw up some of those run plays for him, really maximized not only what Debo did, but he got the most out of that 49ers offense too. It was a mutually beneficial offense of scheme for both of them. I'd add this. When he got there as a rookie, they started giving him those carries. It was such a such a revelation that he could do with the ball in his hands that I remember going to the Combine in 2020, before the pandemic, after Debo's first year, going to the Combine, or last year, whatever it was, after that first season, and everyone at the Combine, I guess it was they 2020, yeah, it was February all 2020. All the years blend Every, together. I know everyone's saying like, "Hey, the next it's finding you know finding Nemo, it's finding Debo." Like everyone's looking for the Debo, and that means the guy who can run the ball. So this wasn't a surprise that like this is what their offensive game plan was. He missed a lot of time in 2020 because of the the injury, and then 2021 became this you know revelation as far as what he does. He is truly a unicorn. So I don't know what the market price yeah. is for that if he was to be a pure free agent. I do know there's probably a team or two that'd be willing to give up a first-round pick in this draft oh. for Debo Samuel. Well, but we don't have one of those. So that's yeah. not us, it mm. sounds like. Ian Rappaport basically listed off all the teams that have more than one first-round draft pick this upcoming draft as teams that are potentially looking into them. Who do you think is a potential leader in that thing? Look, I'd be curious about the Jets, and there's a natural connection because of Mike LaFleur and Robert Sala. And we know that the Jets were very active in the Tyree Kill engagement. Uh, they don't only have the fourth pick, they have the 10th pick. They also have the 34th pick. So if the Jets were to offer the Niners, I don't know, the 10th, I think that's a Niners have to long consider that. If the Jets can offer them the 34th, they have to consider that. Um, it's a really interesting team because of the connections to the 49ers, both on the offensive and defensive side. Another team that I think would be someone that I would consider is the Saints, who have the 16th and the 19th pick. Those are two very good picks. And I don't know if you package those or you offer one of those, but gosh, it, it'd be an interesting thing to see him with Michael Thomas on one end and him on the other as far as powerful wide receivers go. And then you can go right down the list. I think the Niners were not expecting to have these conversations as recent as you know the combine, but here we are. And if he's demanding a trade, phones will be ringing. So it's an interesting thing because of Debo. Ed Werder just tweeted out, and there's – a lot of Debo information hitting the internet right now, obviously. But Ed Werder just tweeted out that from ESPN Stats Info, shout out uh, Hembo and yep. uh, wide receiver Debo Samuel counted for 28% of the 49ers scrimmage yards in 2021, the fourth highest rate in the NFL after Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, and Cooper Cup, right? So that is probably Damn. being a part of the entire thing. And that is also him being a part of the run game with 60 rushes last season. I would assume. And with the way you're talking about old Darby, the CAA agent who's <laughs> repping them all, I'd assume that Tory he's Dandy. like Tory Damby. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Tony Darby, D Tory Damby. That's 420. I apologize, pal, but great name, great business. Whatever you do, I hope you make everybody all the money in the world. It sounds like that's what you're doing. But you could see how they would want to be paid for that because of the amount of hits and body that he's going to take as a running back. I'll be intrigued to see what the Niners want to do. Then there's obviously... And 
and paid now. Like, here's why: because Debo came in in his prime physical shape in 2021 and delivered on every expectation. Like, I'm not saying he won't be as good next year, but we don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. We don't know what that offense looks like without McDaniel. Could that be part of his regs? I don't know. I just feel like this is like I don't know if his value is ever going to be greater than at this moment, right now in time. And you know, you could say, well, watch Debo Samuel's going to tear it up again next year, and he's going to even be better next year, and they're going to rely on him more. But I do know this: that you, on a hand, uh, you could fit four players, maybe five, that were as good as Debo Samuel in the NFL in 2021. I don't know if that's the case in 2022 with all the changes to the 49ers offense. Well, I think the other three that I just mentioned there are probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. the top four there, and then you had. I mean, Devontae and Tyreek Hill getting what they got, mm-hmm. it, that has to reset the entire wide receiver market. Debo sees that, sees what Christian Kirk made. Mm-hmm. And then he also Stephon sees... Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs get broken off. Then he also sees, like, some running back numbers. He's like, oh, I'm better running back than that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And that dude right there. And that dude right there. So this is what we're thinking. That'll be interesting to see how the Niners kind of... You know, because you... You're going to have to sweeten the pot somehow if they want to make that deal because, you know, it's being reported now by Spotrack and everybody else that understands the name of the game in the NFL. With the new CBA, Debo can't hold out. Like, if they – he has yeah. to show up. Like, he has to show up. That's a new thing. Like, hold in is what everybody's calling it because they have to go because it a year can get uh, lost from being accrued yeah. and that fucks up the entire contract and the fines are so heavy in the new CBA they wanted to get rid of holdouts. They hold all yeah, the leverage. Yeah, they can't – in the new CBA, just for your listeners and your viewers, it's like the new CBA, they used to do this deal where you hold out, we'll give you a deal under the table, we'll pay you that money back. The new CBA prohibits it. Like, if you hold out and you're fined X amount of dollars, like, it is against league rules now for the team to under the table say, all right, look, we'll pay you back tenfold, we'll give you that money, like, don't worry about it. You missed a couple of days of training camp, we got you, we're all good. Like, they can't anymore. So, yeah. It's fascinating because, like, Baker Mayfield says, I want to be traded. And the Browns go, nah, nah, yeah. nah. And there's nothing uh-huh. Baker can do. There's literally nothing Baker can do. There's nothing he can do. Debo Samuel, hey, I want to be traded. And the Niners could. We're not saying they're going to say that. We don't think it's great for business, especially in the future if you plan on working with the person. But they could basically say, nah, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. But Debo can continue to put the pressure on, which I assume is what he will do. And there's a lot. If he wants to come to Indianapolis, we would love it. I mean, we don't have a first-round pick for, you know, because Carson Wentz was an Iron Man and played through a couple, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. couple yeah. injuries that he probably yeah. shouldn't have played through. We don't have a first-round pick. But Debo Samuel would be beloved in a lot of different places. And this is very different than what it used to be. If somebody comes out and says they want to be traded back in the day, prima donna, asshole, don't want them on our team. Nowadays, he wants traded, get them on our team. Bring him, bring him, bring him. Get him in Indianapolis. It is vastly different than what it used to be, Shrakes. I think it's because it's your birthday. I think it's because it's your birthday. Yeah. It's my birthday. Uh, You know, I get a lot of texts from old school NFL guys who are like, I mean, he's like, we're the freaking NBA now, these players. And the other part of me is like, good let's go i mean the nfl makes a lot of money these teams make a lot of money the players have a voice and let's see i mean let's put ourselves out there i mean for debo samuel to put out there what he's doing simultaneously he's challenging the 49ers but he's also putting himself in the crosshairs with some 49ers fans which is something that players you go on that limb like cooper cup yesterday showed up to voluntary workouts is like here i am i'm here and like it's like oh everyone's warm and cuddly debo's doing the opposite he's like no i want to get paid and you know 49ers fans who have been wearing his jersey and love him and all this stuff you run the risk of those guys, you know, turning being turned off to them, and that's just what that—that's what this requires. You have to have the stomach for it. And a lot of these guys don't, and some of these guys do. Well, as soon as you score a touchdown again, everybody's yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Follow up. Um, 
This offseason's been the best of all time, by far. So you tell those old NFL heads that don't have to run a daily show to scram. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this has been awesome. Shut up. Let's keep it going now. I, I'm happy I don't have to build a team. I'm happy I don't have to run a team. I'm happy that whole thing. But to cover it, it's been fantastic. And we are just eight days away, mm-hmm. Shrakes, from the draft spectacular. Oh, yeah. From last year, magic happening. Two years ago, magic happening. The draft day has become a, oh, shit, something's going to happen day in the most recent future. And most recent history i mean now you've put out your second mock what do you know how good do you feel about it and this will be the last mock you put out uh, as a whole before next week right yeah i'll put one out the day before just for accuracy's sake let me cover oh, this okay. one. i went okay. Trayvon. three okay I went Trayvon Walker one, and that's not because I know that the Jaguars are taking Trayvon Walker one. It's because everyone around the league is telling me if it was Aiden Hutchinson, we'd probably know by now. Someone in that building would be like, yeah, it's the media pick. It's the Hutchinson. The fact that there have been so many winds blowing that it's not a sure thing on Hutchinson, I went with Walker. By next week, I might go back to Hutchinson. Or I might even put offensive tackle. That is why this draft, Pat, is so good. It's not a quarterback draft, and there's no Micah Parsons, and there's no Jamar Chase. But the intrigue at the top is really good. It makes it hard for someone doing mock drafts and someone who's got to report on it and try to project who's going where. But gosh, if you're in for just like a reality show and not knowing the answers until you get to the test, this is it. Like we, Ben McAdoo said that you know <laughs> Sam Darnold's our starting quarterback and had to quickly put his shoe in his mouth and then we started our show with all that because have we don't have a place for any of the quarterbacks right have now that. and Carolina might be a place that's how good this draft is from an intrigue level so yeah I went Trayvon but like the big one I like is for Thibodeau to the Jets I'll tell you I know the Jets guys obviously and he had a great meeting with them Friday and I think they came away really liking him and that's the one that's making a lot of noise here in New York because there's a lot of teams who take Thibodeau and some of the comments he's made in the past might not gel with. I think the Jets felt comfortable with them. So Thibodeau going to the Jets as high as four when I've seen some mock drafts with him falling out of the top ten, which I think is ludicrous. Yeah, so uh, Diggs was talking to me about this earlier because he was putting in bets in like January about the draft because Diggs is a guy that actually enjoys the draft mm-hmm. and we're yeah. very thankful for him. Thibodeau was like plus 105 in January to go number one overall. All season he was supposed to be number one overall, overall, overall. And then something happened where he ended up not being number one and that's the only like Thibodeau that I've heard of and I apologize to him. I don't I don't watch enough college football at the time to really understand the how great Brady is why was it is this all smoke and mirrors and some people have him going like two or one even they have Thibodeau mm-hmm. potentially going what are you hearing and why did this all start to happen when he was initially supposed to be the guy for like the last two years I guess because he's a different cat and what he says and none of it's bad like none of it's none of it's illegal none of it's something off the field but he's the kind of guy that has said on record like I you know there's nothing a coach can teach me like that's that's <laughs> something he said he's he's said on on record he's <laughs> He chose to go to Oregon over Alabama because he's not so concerned about national championships in college football. He's concerned that, you know, in a post-playing career, there's going to be an amazing job waiting for him at Nike in the corporate world. Not and long, that's what Oregon is all about. But certainly alarming so, a little bit. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. You know, for an old-school football guy, you know, you hear that he's, he's really into NFTs. And, yes. um, he's, you know, all that stuff. And, again – this is one of those deals where there's nothing wrong off the field as far as any of this stuff. He's talking honestly, and he might be representative of a new generation, and that might turn some other people off. That said, best player in the Pac-12, amazing pass rusher, number one high school recruit, and has been through some shit you know, in his life. He has overcome a lot to get where he is right now. 
I know the Jets guys had a great. What is that? What is that? What is that, Shrags? What do you have to go? Because like we met Najee Harris. Najee Harris was like homeless, and he was also yeah. different, right? Najee Harris mm-hmm. was also yep. different. Had a personality, uh, talked his shit, did his stuff. We enjoyed him. We thought he was electrifying. But it was being said that some OGs or old heads uh, did not enjoy their meetings with him or whatever. Is it similar to that? Because Najee was yep. a deep thinker. Like when we talked to him, it was like, yep. oh, this guy's a deep thinker. Actually, he's just a little bit different. I wonder if Thibodeau's the same thing. Is that a similar situation? Similar. He will talk to you. He will look you in the eyes. He will have a real conversation with you. As you know, It is not robotic. It is not scripted. And, you know, he, he hurt his ankle this year, and everyone was like, oh, he's done for the season. He came back and played those final few games. And, you know, I almost take more value in that than a guy saying that, you know, whatever, I, I, comments about, he said, I'm Jadavian Clowney 2.0, and people freaked out. They're like, well, Jadavian Clowney didn't have a good NFL career. Why is he making that analogy? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> it's just stuff that he said. He he's a great quote. He's very interested in like. What the, did he overcome though? What did he overcome? Was he like? I think he had a rough childhood in south in, in southern Southern California, like a rough childhood. That's in, and he often speaks about it. And I don't know all the specifics, but he has been through a lot in his life. Give me and that he has still guy. been yeah. the number one the number one high school recruit in the country and is nothing but excellent at Oregon. And the coach likes him there. The players who we've had on good morning football who played with him, love him. And then the brief interactions that I know teams have had with him at the combine. And then in these visits have been outstanding. So look again, we've had guys with, with with a lot worse off the field that maybe doesn't make the the press or some things that do, or we've got failed drug tests at the combine and all these things that are genuine red flags. Talking about NFTs, is that a red flag? I don't know. Uh, he's different. I've never, you know, <laughs> has, has anybody that's acted like this before ever won a Super Bowl? Hour two wrapping up on Sirius. We continue with Schrager on YouTube. See you in six. Bye. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry about it. Shregs, the last thing for me, are do you get a sense from any uh, other like head coaches or front office people around the league that they're kind of worried about what these players are doing, these superstars kind of forcing their way out? Like, are they thinking, hey, we got to find a way to keep these guys happy and get make sure everybody gets enough touches? We've created a salary cap situation where a guy on his first year contract is going to be paid uh, next to nothing. And yet when you're not a first round pick, when you get to that fourth year, you can break the bank and make $20 million. And there's a cross in the roads that in the past, well, the player would, would beat down the drum and say, Hey, can, can I get paid? What are we doing? Now you're seeing teams actually decide not to pay those mega contracts, the Packers, the chiefs, and that's the second contracts for those guys. But when you've got, you know, players like McLaurin, who's been nothing but an absolute stud and, and Mr. Team, and he wears the C on the jersey, and Terry McLaurin comes out, and he's kind of biting his lip, and he's just playing. And he should probably get paid. You know, he should probably get paid. And you get guys like AJ and DK and Debo. But then there's the teams who are like, I'm looking at this draft, and gosh, I'm seeing guys in the second and third round who are maybe going to make a million dollars base salary next year, who we're going to get the production from also. So it's this really interesting decision on what you do. When the, when the Packers traded Devonte Adams, they not only got the picks and everything, but they saved themselves close to a hundred million dollars on the salary cap that they can spend elsewhere. And that's a True. risk that they're yeah. willing to take. Yeah. Hey, Ty heard something that good. Ty, we got Shregs. Yeah. Yeah. Shregs. I heard, uh, I think it was just like maybe Packers blogosphere, but that there was a possibility that the Packers uh, package Jordan love and like a second round pick and a fifth round pick and maybe go after someone like D uh, or Tyler Lockett on draft night. Have you heard anything about no. either Jordan love yeah, or the Tyler Jordan Lockett? Love one. 
the Jordan Love one was something I was trying to push at the combine to a lot of you know folks at Packers. You know, they they haven't talked publicly about it, but I'm not sure the market on Jordan Love because hey, Jordan Love is going into his third year, and say he has this outstanding season, you're going to have to pay him too. So haven't heard anything about lock anything, but you're always going to hear Seattle. You got paid to win, Trey. I mean, what are we even talking about? I, these owners are making billions of $9 billion net. I just heard from somebody yesterday told me yeah. maybe on this show, much you have to pay. Yeah, that's a part of it. Like you got to pay good players. What are we even? I get it. But is we, Jordan Love a good player? What have you seen? I don't oh, know. Oh, oh, he, he did. He started hitting the net. He started hitting the yeah. net. Yeah. yeah. He looked good so in the Chiefs game. So he scored seven points against the Chiefs. And hey, good D. The thing with the Seattle with Lockett or Metcalf, um, John Schneider for years was raised in the Green Bay organization, knows all those guys. Goody and Schneider work together. There's all these connections between Schneider and Green Bay based on his uh, time with the organization. AJ, I assume Schneider was with him when, when you were there. I feel like he goes back a long uh, time, not to date you at all, but he's been he was he was raised in that Green Bay organization, and now he's in Seattle. How old are you today, Shregs? Not to date I you. Turn I turn, this is crazy, I turned 40 today. Wow, big wow. one. So on April 20th, 1982, we dated you just now. We literally yeah. just dated uh-huh. you. Yeah. That's when Shrags came into the world. Mm-hmm. Man, it was a better place, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. As soon as you came in, it was great. Let's get back to your mock, though, B, before we got, got to let you get out of here, and we appreciate you for joining us. You have a couple in the top ten that have changed, obviously. You got Cross and Sauce going to the Giants, which I assume in New yeah. York is a big deal. Pickett going to the Carolina Panthers. Albert Breer reported this morning. He's obviously the author of the Monday Morning Quarterback, mm-hmm. formerly of Peter King's writing. Mm-hmm. He said that maybe the Panthers actually get a tackle, and then they try to mm-hmm. trade for a quarterback. Are you hearing that type of thing, or what do you think on yeah, this? It's, yeah, when I hear when I, what I'm hearing out of Carolina is it's a possibility at quarterback, and I give them pick it here. But they're also the thought process here that people have around Carolina is that there are three really good offensive tackles in this draft: Icky, Charles Cross, and of course Evan Neal. And even if they don't have a quarterback situation settled right now, those three guys can be left tackles that they could rely on, and that might just be the safe pick. And then they don't have a pick again until 137. So they'd have to get really creative if they wanted one of those top quarterbacks. But gosh, even six for Pickett, and that's not a top pick, that seems so rich. So a lot of the thought around the league is that Carolina is going to do something called the Pickett Plus, which is you, you trade back and you get something. If someone wants to trade up for six and you still get Pickett, but maybe you get a second or third round pick if you trade out of that six pick. All right. Well, we hope to catch up with you next Wednesday when you put out your third and final mock draft. We appreciate you. Keep crushing it on Good Morning Football. Cooper Rush this morning was awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Rogers, Cooper <laughs> Rogers. Sorry about that. For Bleacher <laughs> Connor <laughs> Rogers. Connor. Bleacher Connor. Report Analyst. Came in with a denim jacket. I thought looked, it was a pretty cool look. He I looked awesome. We literally, yeah, all eyes in the office yeah. were like, denim jacket guy is pretty mm-hmm. cool looking. And then we listened to him. You guys got a lot of up and coming great analysts joining. We're trying. Guys. We're trying. I think we've seen the same faces talk about the draft for years. So one of our initiatives this year is to try to give some platforms to some of the folks on Twitter, on YouTube, and maybe who don't have the TV gigs and the cozy hair and uh, makeup that I get to maybe be able to show their stuff too. So yeah, but to cool be clear, us. the people that have come on have great hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. And look yeah. good. Those guys have been killing it. We appreciate you every morning and happy birthday, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Schrager. Yeah. One half of the hammer. Cowboys, Tyron Diggs is here. Tyron, how you doing? Pretty good. Yourself? Good. How you guys gambling? Good gambling? Yeah, I'm really starting to feel it. Because MLB is more of a, like a stats sport for me, so the more the more games they play, the better the stats are. So you know, 
good there. Oh, you're accumulating more information as Absolutely. the days roll by. Oh, yeah. Bubba Gampino, how are you doing? Are you champion gambler right now or what? All is well, my friend. We got uh, league uh, like 20 footy games today, so we're locked in, my friend. Oh, the one league. Yeah, the uh, French league, sorry. Oh, oui, oui. Ça va, ça va en français, uh, le foot? The cream, some would say. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> That edition of the pod is available right now. Uh, the podcast that comes out of the studio once a week. It is all the boys tackling all of the things happening around the world, including the fact that American peanut butter is different than Canadian peanut butter. Mm, yeah. But the Canadian peanut butter is made by an American company. So we could have access to the Canadian yeah, peanut butter named... Smooth Cream Moo. Smooth Cream Moo. <laughs> oh. It is delicious. Unbelievable. Tried it yesterday on the pod live. The video is currently live. It is so good. Now, the Mancini's yeah. cinnamon oh. roll bread oh. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania could have made that smooth cream moo a little bit better than it might have been. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, a less peanut buttery peanut butter is what the smooth cream moo is. It was delightful. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely delicious. We talked about it. Wanted to hate it because it was a Canadian thing. It was a big deal, but it is... <laughs> The smooth cream moo never fails. Yeah, it'll cost you a good 40 bucks yeah. to get it to you. Yeah. It will. Don't uh, sleep on the uh, crunchy quoqua either. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the quoqua, crunchy. speaking of French, uh, the quoqua really did it down there. Delicious. That's basically just the crunchy cream moo. They put a couple peanuts in the cream moo that's right. and call it crunchy quoqua. <laughs> and it's made in a company that's based in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's shipped to Canada, but we can't get it here. It makes no sense. No, Crap. none whatsoever. Crap. Absolute yeah. bullshit. Happy 420. If you find some smooth cream, put it on a roll or a bun. Oh, toasted. Oh. Oh, it was so good. It so was. good. <sighs> Joining us now is a man who <laughs> certainly knows nothing about anything. It tastes good because he eats grilled chicken and white rice yep. every meal of every day of his life. Mm -hmm. Everything's so regimented that every morning he wakes up, does cardio and lifts literally for two hours. Yep. Then he runs all the kids to school. There's 10 of them. He comes back home. He works out again, finds some toxic stuff on the internet. Then he joins us for the last two hours of our show every Monday through Friday. And we are eternally grateful for it, aren't we? Oh, we oh are. yeah. Always are. Love this it. guy's college football national champion. Yeah. Wow. 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 Holy shit. And the mountaintop college football. Then he got drafted number five overall to play linebacker. What? What? A lot of money. Huge money. Did zero medical examinations for any of the teams because his knees were mm -hmm. terrible. Still got drafted five overall. Went on to become the all-time leading tackler for the team that he got drafted five overall, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh. Won a Super Bowl with him. Oh, yeah. Think about that. Mountain and top. while doing so, became the most toxic human to ever mm -hmm. exist. Barnum. Unbelievable. Won the Ryder Cup. He survived from COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, bud? What's up? Thanks for the, the great long intro. Completely, you know, all factual. Hey, happy 420, pal. How are you doing? Yeah, pal. I see. Is that uh, the, uh, on top of the graphic? There's a little smoke rising? Yeah, yeah. We've been celebrating. Oh, yeah. uh, thank you, sir. We've been celebrating the um, the ability to adapt the the date bug mm -hmm. yeah. on a regular basis. If you've seen it, has celebrated a lot of different days. We've had a lot of different things. Today, you got a little smoky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't know if everybody's chiefing or edibling or whatever you got to do, but today is a great day to enjoy a plant that brings a lot of positive to the world, a lot of good conversation, although it might have been painted as something bad long ago. It is certainly not, and science has proved that. Not that science has proved everything that we should necessarily believe. I think the last two years have shown us that. But science has said that the plant is magical, and today is the day to celebrate it, AJ. So we got a little smoke on the date bug. No big deal. 420, oh, 22. Yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing what this show can do. And, and credit to everyone, all the boys back there that continue to come up with new things. But also, 
Were you guys just talking about, as Ty likes to say, Debo Samuel requesting a trade? Yes. Breaking news mm-hmm. out of the NFL that has come in the last 20 minutes. Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers stallion and stud, has formally requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. Ian Rappaport is reporting that that request for a trade happened a week ago, although we heard reports from Adam Schefter via Akash. Navarathan, Akash Navarathan reported that Schefter reported on ESPN that they would make a deal for Debo if Debo would come in and listen. That just came out like today or last night. The request was Akash and and Navarathan. Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think I did. Mm-hmm. I tried my best. Akash, we apologize if we did fuck that up. You know, I don't like when people call me McAfee. But Schefter said San Francisco would pay Debo Samuel. Go ahead and put that back up. Would pay... Yep, would pay Debo, happy 420 Foxy. <laughs> San Francisco would pay Debo Samuel today, tomorrow, the next day. It's not hard to figure out what the contract would look like. This, I think, is Debo not wanting to get a deal done. The 49ers are ready. Debo's the one that's put a halt to everything for right now. So that Schefter came out and said that on ESPN via Akash and Navarathan. He said that they said that now. That is interesting because did Schefter know that he had requested a trade and uh, Schefter didn't want to break the news that he had requested a trade because of his relationship with the 49ers and didn't want to make it a big deal? Then how did it become breaking news today? Because Jeff Darlington of ESPN chatted personally with Debo Samuel. And I believe Jeff Darlington is in Miami, and I think that's where Debo is as well. Mm. He said that he just spoke to wide receiver Debo Samuel, and he told Jeff Darlington he had asked the 49ers for a trade. He did not want to discuss specific reasons behind his request, but he has indeed let the 49ers know his desire to leave the organization. More to come, says Jeff Darlington. Then Adam Schefter said that actually happened a week ago. Then Ian Rappaport came out and talked about how money is not the reason, not the root of the issue. Otherwise, that could be fixed with a big offer there is also issues with how he's used now we don't know if that information is coming from the Niners and they're trying to I don't want to say smear but kind of debunk the entire story and make Debo not look great because we thought Debo was a very pivotal uh, pivotal point of the offense getting the ball a lot and he is massively important to them we didn't know he would be upset about that that doesn't sound like that's something that's real but nonetheless Debo wants out of San Francisco and none of us have a clue why AJ well so they say now that he he requested this trade a week ago, right? About a week ago. A week ago. Yeah, so there might have been. Ago. Yeah. So I guess credit to Shefty and Rapsheet if they did sit on it, if they didn't go with it, if they knew that this happened. I guess. Right. Well, the fascinating thing is, why would they not? Because the team told them not to announce it, or because their inside source told them. Do not? they think that maybe he would he would eventually just come in and get a deal done, and they didn't want to put that out there? Yeah, but that doesn't matter, right? For the inside source game. Yeah, I mean, do we? Uh, uh, has anyone gone back at any point during the season? Did anyone see anything like this that, that he was unhappy? No. No. Never. No. And he did. I think Diggs, didn't he say he's leading the team out with the boombox yeah. and everything? Yeah. Like, yeah, they seemed like everything was well, great over there. Yeah, literally having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. And they're successful. It has to be Cali. money, right? It has to be money. Do they want to, are they trying to pay him as a running back and he wants to be paid as a receiver? Well, they just listed him as a receiver in these tweets. So I was actually looking at that yeah. while it was being reported. Like, it's a big how- deal then. Something, something is really off then if he could get a deal from them and give him a ton of money and he's saying, no, nah, I'm good. I want to go somewhere else. Is it as simple as he doesn't want to play for in Santa Clara anymore? That's what it feels like. I just don't want to be there you think? Because Team's really good. Yeah. Team's yeah. really good. He's a, like, superstar on their team. If they're saying the money's not the problem, that means San Francisco 49ers are willing to pay him whatever the fuck he wants. Is that what that's saying? Or they're, pay- they're willing to pay him what they is he gonna think? Follow- 
is he trying to follow Jimmy G wherever Jimmy goes? Maybe he doesn't think Trey Lance is going to be good. Well, that's what Connor said, but like, huh. that would be wild to me that that would be the reason why. You know, he just, yeah, before you've really seen him do anything in a game. Well, you saw him a little bit, but I guess you would. Yeah, you have seen him do something, but I guess, man, I don't know if that's part of it, which it absolutely could be. Uh, Mitt just watched a clip. Oh, Nick just watched a clip. <laughs> Sorry, Zito came in my ear and he was. I thought he said Mitt just watched a clip, and I was like, what? All right. <laughs> Nick just watched a clip. And Mitt, by the way, I thought Mitt's mock 4.0 oh, coming out today. Here we go. He's been so focused on that. I was very interested to see if he was diving into the depths of why Debo wants to leave this San Francisco 49ers. Nick, you just watched a clip. Who's talking? Uh, Rap Sheet was on NFL Network, and he just said that the 49ers uh, they re- received the trade request a week ago, but they've tried to engage in contract talks, make him one of the highest paid receivers in the league. They're willing to do that, but Debo simply wants to be else- elsewhere. He mentioned the usage thing, and he hinted that Debo didn't maybe like carrying the ball so much because of the hits he was taking. 60 times last year he carried the ball. 60 rushes, that's 60 extra tackles that are happening in big bodies, I assume. It's a much different collision happening to his body. And if he's only going to get paid as one of the top wide receivers, how many times do they carry the ball he's thinking to himself? And how many hits are they taking to extend their career? So he probably wanted a little bit of juice on top of that for being a running back as well. And when they said, no, we're not going to do that, then all of a sudden his body didn't want to take the hits of a running back anymore, which would make sense, AJ, right? That would make sense. Especially, I'm sure he is supremely confident in his skills as a receiver. So oh, yeah. I'm sure he knows he can even do even more there. Well, a slant god, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, he top five when he sticks that everything thing. though, like everything, he creates matchup problems everywhere he goes. So I wonder if he didn't like the running back role as a whole, or he didn't like the running back role when he wasn't going to be paid as a running back as well as being paid as the wide receiver that he is. I'd assume the know. latter. Do you? yeah, probably most. I mean, it's just crazy to think that he's not that he wants out right now with how everything at least has looked from the outside. Like he, if he was unhappy during the season, he hit it pretty well because the dude played his ass off and he seemed to be one of the biggest like leaders on the team too. It had to happen in negotiations. Mm -hmm. Had to have happened in negotiations. Something had to have been said in negotiations, you know, where maybe he, because him getting the ball as a running back was awesome. It was hyped up. It was talked about as a great thing, you know. So I assume he heard all that noise. It had to come in the negotiation part where they're like, we are willing to pay you. Look, we know what the contract is. You saw that being reported. The Niners know what the contract is, and that's for the wide receiver thing. Yeah. And then Debo, I don't know who represents Debo. Debo represents Debo or somebody else represents Debo. I'm not sure. Said, yeah, but I'm not just also one of the top wide receivers in the league. I'm also one of the best running backs in the league. So I think there has to be some sort of tax for that. And like, well, there's been no precedent. We, you know, that's just part of your role as wide receiver. And then he says... Well, I'm not fucking taking 60 extra tackles as a yeah, running back yeah, of you. No way. If you're not going to pay me for that. That's probably just part of negotiation, I assume. I assume. Yeah. And when did, has this all happened from the end of the season until now? Yeah. Probably within like the last it. couple weeks. Right. Right? Like these other deals getting done, definitely. Devontae, Tyreek Hill happen. Deba, Man. Christian players, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. If you're a stud player, you have more and more power now as the league goes, which I think can be a great thing. Well, follow-up to that. Baker Mayfield said he wanted to be traded. The Browns came out and said, we do not care. Okay. <laughs> then uh, Adam Schefter just reported that although it is being reported that Debo Samuel has requested a trade, in the end, the team could just choose not to trade him. Schefter was saying that. So it wasn't like the Browns-Baker Mayfield thing, but we know Schefter's pretty plugged in over there as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the Browns outright saying, nah, we ain't going to do it. But it was Schefter, who we think is pretty plugged in to the Niners operation, saying, eh, the team doesn't have to trade him. So we can take that with a grain of salt as well. 
So maybe this will be a good old-fashioned standoff between Debo and the Niners. I like this. Uh, his agent is Tory Dandy of CAA, and he also represents DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, who are also looking to get paid. Oh. What's old Cuzzy's name again at CAA? Tory Dandy. Uh, Agent Nugget says Ari Mirov of My Sports Update Pro Football Focuses. Tory Dandy negotiated this deal for Denzel Ward. He's been one of the busiest agents this year, also negotiating big wow. deals from Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, and Hassan Reddick. He also reps Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, and AJ Brown, who are all waiting. Big money moves. Tory Dandy's batting a thousand this yeah. offseason. Tory Dandy is in his fucking flu game right now. Tory Dandy is pounding the pavement. Pounding the phones and running the numbers. Tory Dandy's got a lot of shit going off. Good luck to Tory Dandy. Hopefully it all works out for everybody. Niners fans got to be pissed, though. I mean, absolutely. You don't know what the quarterback position is going to look like. You don't know what – is Jimmy G going to be there? Is he not? And now, like, one of the most electrifying guys in the league might not be on your team. He's also – not only is he so, like you said, slant God, how, how quick he is, how he can stop on a dime, the dude is so physical. That's what separates him from everybody else. I'm fascinated because I would assume whatever team trades for him, if this happens, once again, Schefter is reporting that, you know, the reality, the Niners do not have to trade Debo, even though he has requested it. The team that gets him knows they're going to have to pay him, right? Yep. Yeah. They're going to have to give something up. They're going to have to pay him. And they're going to have to know, are we still allowed to use you as a running back? Or yeah. Yeah. Like, was that just something you were saying to them because they didn't want to pay? We'll pay. We'll give a little tax. Hey, we understand yeah. there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a uh, – He's got to have an idea of where he wants to go. Indianapolis. Awesome. Does that make sense? Well, I guess if he's then he can be a full time receiver. Mm-hmm. Oh, full time receiver, get the ball every once in a while. Yeah. Do what you got to do. We got Jonathan Taylor, a great old line. We got Matt Ryan. Do you want to, you want to take Jonathan Taylor off the field though? No. What are you talking about? Why would you have Just to put him? them both in? Yes. Wide Split backfield. What are yeah. you talking about? That would be sweet. Yeah, you're damn right with Matt Ryan too. He has the ability to run. We saw him last year. He looked fast. He yeah, yeah, he, 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 looked, he looked fast. Let's he looked, do it. Dave, uh, does uh, Boward have a hundred million laying around? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A couple picks. Not laying around for anybody. He's given up. He's traded picks before. DeForest Buckner and Carson Wentz, right? Both number ones. He has paid a lot of money to a lot of people. So this narrative that Chris Ballard doesn't do stuff that I promote a lot because it does seem like he doesn't do shit whenever shit's happening. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's true. Maybe he could get into the game. But also, Ty, I don't know if you heard this, AJ. Here's some more draft rumors that are going on. Ty heard earlier today that maybe Jordan Love is in a bundle package on draft day for a trade and the Packers make a big uh, big move. This is coming after Mark Murphy said draft night could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be as interesting as you trading up to get another quarterback, Mark Murphy? I'm not 100% sure, but what do you think is going to take place on draft night, Ty? Well, like I said, I mean, this completely hearsay. You know, it was a Packers pundit that I came across, but yeah, it was Jordan Love and I believe the second round pick this year and then maybe like a fifth round pick to trade it to Seattle. You get Tyler Lockett instead of DK Metcalf, which would be kind of tasty. But I don't think he's in line for a new contract, so they wouldn't have to pay him right away. I'd imagine Rodgers would love to have a guy like Tyler Lockett. And then you still have the two first-round picks that you can, you know, I mean, if you need to make another move, hey, Debo's available now. You know, maybe one of those picks is going to San Francisco, and you grab Debo too, and then the Packers' offense looks completely different. This is what's awesome about the NFL. That'll never happen. Ever. Ever. But we got to talk about it because it could. And who knows? I would love to know. Like 
did Ty really see this from somebody, or did you just make this up? Ty? Well, that's the thing. Some people can even create a burner to put something out there and then say, "Oh, I seen it on the internet." Did you? Mm-hmm. Where? Well, hey, Stinky one seven four. The Packers would do it though. The Packers would love to do that, don't you think? No pun intended. The locket one for sure. I think he's locked up for the next four years. Oh, yeah, he, he, the, the pun. The pack mm-hmm. love yeah. Pun. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. They would. That was good. Don't you think they would jump on that offer? AJ's on fire today. Yeah. yeah. He knows. He knows 420. AJ's on fire today. Whose birthday? Shrake's, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is Shrake's birthday. Yeah. He's going to be joining us here in a couple moments, actually. I can't wait to chat with him in about 11 minutes on his birthday. I asked him, like, hey, happy birthday. No, it's your birthday. You want to stop by? You put out your mock draft yesterday. He said, I love it. Come on. One o'clock hour. Can't wait to get on. Let's go. Cool. Oh, hell yeah. I can't wait to talk to Shrace, dude. Let's bounce around the NFL a little bit more. Uh, Jarvis Landry is visiting with the Saints. He's still available. So all this conversation about Debo Samuel being on the market, Jarvis Landry also on the market. He has changed his agent. Uh, Jeremy Fowler is reporting that he visited his hometown Saints this week. Ari Mirov accumulated that information in my sports update. This will be Landry's second known visit as he also met with Atlanta earlier this offseason. He recently made an agent switch. Ooh. Hey, here we go. So that means he recently made a change of networks, potentially. That's what agents are, right? Who are they tight with? Who do they have good relationships with? Who are they best at doing business with, both on the field, off the field? He makes an agent change. Maybe this agent has different networks around the NFL, different lengths of relationships with GMs and people in different positions. Have him come in and meet. Oh, he's with me. Hey, good guy. Good guy, come on. He's one of ours. You know, he's a mm-hmm. he's a he's a he's a friend of ours, dude. Come on in there. I'm I'm intrigued about Jarvis Landry because I might be mistaken, but he's a fucking incredible football player, is he not? He was hurt last year, so I guess he didn't perform as well. Him and Baker maybe not on the same page, but Jarvis Landry's a dog. Is he still yeah, a dog? He's a dog. Or he is a dog. Yeah, definitely. It I mean, just shows you that one year. Like the, last year he's banged up a little bit. The Browns were obviously somewhat of a mess at times, and people just kind of like write him off, but they forget about how great he is. Like Landry's the guy though, that not only has like the crazy intangibles, obviously with, with everything and speed and everything, but all like he brings the the leadership and stuff you need to receive a room. So if you have young dudes, Dog. he's your guy too. Like he, that hard knocks clip, I think made a lot of people a bigger fan of Jarvis Landry, where he stood up and talked to the, the whole receiver room, like held him accountable and, was like he was like a second coach to them. I thought it was awesome. It didn't feel like that was staged for the camera either. Mm-mm. No, and you usually, I think we're pretty good at sniffing that out when it is. Yeah, and there is that, by the way. People need a lot. That. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough when you're in the room, by the way. You know, when you're in the scene. Really tough. My face gets warm. Yeah, I, me, I get uncomfortable. Me too. I get uncomfortable. Yeah. I start drifting to the back. <laughs> I start drifting to the back when people know that they're speaking to the camera, you know? And you can tell and sense it that they practiced it in the mirror, their delivery. Did they rush it? Maybe. Maybe it didn't go as smoothly as planned in the mirror, but. They really gave it a go. That one felt as if he just got to his tipping point. It was like, I can't do this anymore. This is a bunch of bullshit. And I think that's why we all respect it. Or he should get in the movies. You know what I mean? He should get in the movies mm-hmm. maybe and be a fucking, you know, Oscar winner just like just like every the rock. Like Will, Smith. Will Smith did win. Yeah. Well yeah. he's gonna have to give it back. But yeah. how's he doing? Not great. <sighs> he's not giving it back. I saw Jada was teasing a fucking explosive red table event. Which, by the way, we shouldn't hate. You know? Did they do it? Not yet. We shouldn't hate that aspect, that they want to own their story on their platform. Okay? Smart. I don't think we should hate that aspect. But everything else we have heard about them, we should. Yeah. Like, yeah. There is yeah. so much. I, I did not 
know much about their relationship until the smack heard around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, then it just kind of gets thrusted into our world. And once again, I have to, if people are watching for the first time, I am sports stitch. I literally only care about this shit. Like, it's only blinders on, mostly NFL. I'll watch the NBA. Can't wait for another edition of T4, by the way. T4 coming today, third hour. I mean, it is the best one that we've ever had. But I stay in my world as much as possible because my job is to talk about this world. And then, you know, there's a lot of negative shit and I don't understand it all. Will Smith came into my world. You know, he came into my world after smacking people in the mouth for different reasons. And then all of a sudden their relationship came into my world. And I just, I, he's turned full babyface at this point. Everybody feels terrible that he's in that relationship with that lady, I think, at this point. Did you see the clip like a week ago? The four of her filming him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the scary one. I didn't see it. It felt real. It felt oh, yeah, very yeah. real. I showed it to you. When she snuck up on him. Yeah, he, I didn't yeah. watch it, though. It looked uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. He was, <laughs> oh, yeah, he he was. I don't like being filmed in my own house. And then there was the other clip that went uh, where he was talking about planning Jada's 40th birthday party <laughs> and how embarrassed she was. And this is what Will did for like three months leading up to it. Three yeah. years, he said. Three years, excuse me. Three years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a wacko, <laughs> exactly. too, for sure. But. For everyone who was on the fuck Will Smith side before all this stuff came out, like it's it's like oh he, now asking for his freedom. Yeah, yeah, he's married to the one of the worst human beings on the face. Of the earth, <laughs> you need to get out like. of there, Will. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, hey, we're pulling for all parties there. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Good luck, everybody. I'll watch Red Table Talk. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I respect the fact that they want to own their story. With that being said, everything that's coming out sounds like they are. Yeah. I'll still download Jaden's music. Smart. What about his water in a box? Oh, he's got box water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saved no, no, I have very. I know a water guy that has his own water out on the shelves that I like to use. Not what I'm drinking here, but out in California, different areas. I saw it at Whole Foods. Oh. What happened to his other son? <laughs> <laughs> what was that stuff called? What was that stuff called? I don't know. I don't know. What was that called? You're bringing their competitor into the house, though. <laughs> no, no, no. pH water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was. Like pH that, water, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was all. It did taste delicious. Made me feel better. I had a little bit more energy. <laughs> Hell yeah. PH water. You're an idiot. Anyways, we don't know what happened to his other son. Just like OJ's. <laughs> I just, just found it. It's, uh, not, uh, uh, it's not Jade. It's, uh, it's not? What's that? It's not Jada's. That's why. Uh, um, she killed him. Whoa. whoa. We don't what? have that shit. It's 420. Let's have a little bit positive. What are we talking right. about? Well, we weren't talking about the water that you were trying to shoehorn into the conversation from that day that we went over to a massive house and had a conversation with a group oh, yeah. of people. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, Will's other kid, and then it turned out that it wasn't Jada's kid, and then Connor made a terrible statement. You Sorry. need to, to walk yeah. that back. Poor taste. Sorry, I retract that statement. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Straight Way to go. Down. Well done. That's white table talk over there. <laughs> Let's move on. Ian Rappaport has listed four teams that could potentially be considering Debo Samuel, among the teams to consider as the trade market for Debo Samuel as it heats up. The Jets, the Packers, Ooh. the Chiefs, the Lions, and I assume most other teams who like really good players. <laughs> this is a terrible tweet. Yeah. yeah. Let's get is. to a break. Oh, is. This is a the terrible. Lions are in there, you guys, the Lions don't like really good players. Come to Detroit. Let's go to a break. We'll be back on the other side with birthday boy Shrakes. What is that Mickey Mouse bullshit for me? going to Detroit, yes, man. Yes, that's Can't what it means. It. Thank you, AJ. Every team that has Congrats, two first-round picks. Thank you. It yeah. seems like he did that strictly for this show. Yeah. Rap sheet. Or... 
Because the two first round draft picks, that's what it's going to take to get Debo, maybe? I don't know. That'd be interesting. 32, 34. Take him. We get Debo. I think two is probably going to be easy. 34 is not a first round pick. Hey, Debo, go up to Detroit, all right? We'll never see you play football again. We'll hear about it, though. Well, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was here. Super Bowl. Debo loves Thanksgiving. You think Debo has to okay this or no? He's not going to the fucking I would hope he has to okay it. No way. No, no, I know he's not going to Detroit. Yeah. That's already been. Yeah, Green Bay would be amazing. Yeah. Second round pick, no way that he has no trade clause. Still no. on his rookie deal. It's more likely the Lions trade for him than the Packers do, after what we know. The Lions did. Imagine if Shanahan was like, oh, is that right? And Lynch, you want to get traded? Okay. MCDC. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys got for this guy? Nothing? Got to give us one of those first round picks. Good luck in fucking Detroit, <laughs> Just like Bill Belichick did to Jamie Collins when he traded him to Cleveland. When he wanted more money, asking him in the TV. There was a, we were that that rumor of what happened in the New England building spread through every NFL room because everybody had a friend that was on New England that said, "Yo, listen to what just happened." Allegedly, Jamie had asked for more money mm-hmm. in like a team meeting or in a public setting, and then he was traded to the Browns literally the next day. Yeah. It's like, oh, is that right? Okay, fucking off to Cleveland. And he was very good, and it was for like a fourth round pick. Yes. <laughs> like, like, just so get similar to eight. Hey, that's pretty similar to releasing a player because he said, no, I'd like a slice of pizza and not chicken salad. Bingo. Can't play for the Maulers. Debo would not be a Pittsburgh Mauler. <laughs> no, he will not. We're 100% sure of that. You know what I mean? You got to be a chicken salad eater whether you like chicken salad or not exactly. to be a fucking Pittsburgh Mauler. Are you in or are you not? Ooh, that's the mentality we need here. <laughs> This is the Pittsburgh Marine Maulers. Line oh, yeah. 46. Line 46. What What if he would have started, what line 28 say? <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. What line 32 say? What if it's like a... a How like, many lines are there? At least Quite 46. Yeah. 46, by the way, is just disrespecting people as a whole. What were the first 45? Yeah, that's a great question. Very important. And then what is post 50? I'm not... It ain't easy making USFL. Now, that league... Probably going to die in the next few weeks. <laughs> but they have upstanding individuals. We're back in four minutes. Now, hey, listen. We hope it sur- survives. Yeah. yeah yes. yes. We do. We hope it survives. Hell yeah. We just got a bad feeling about it. Mm-hmm. That's a reality show. We'd like to hammer that back Yeah. at some point because we talked about it more off air yesterday. The USFL being a reality show instead of a league is something they should legitimately think about. The games are going to happen, and it's like a tree falls in the woods type thing Mm -hmm. because nobody's going to be there, nobody's going to watch. Right. But you make the reality show about the teams and the actual games matter and the run and everything like that. I think that is actually what they should do. Yeah, it's a great idea. It is. Have like open bars after practice every day for them and stuff, like real reality shows? Well, I don't know if they need to get all boozed up all the time, but definitely have people sneaking stuff into the hotel. Oh, Oh, my God. Last chance you, but with the USFL. Hell yeah. Sweet. You're welcome. Boom. Like Kyrie's going to have tonight. Uh, like Tatum had game one. No, no, no. That was a layup. That Still, was just a layup. You go first bucket in that game. You go first bucket. You go method first bucket. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie free bucket. throw. Already locked it in. Oh. It's not going to be a free throw, dude. What, you yeah. think he's just going to shake everybody, go to the hole, and get fouled really hard to Bingo. set the tone? Oh, what if it's an I hope that happens in his game one. What if that is the first play of the game? Might be. They did win the tip in game one. And That's then huge. KD missed a shot. It was like plus God, I had KD. Did he really? And then play. Jason Tatum got fouled, and it was Jason Tatum free oh, throw. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Mm-hmm. 
KD doesn't miss shots, dude. Well, right I guess the there's bat. a stat that he does. Yeah. That's a fun thing yeah. to bet on, though. That's oh, a cool thing to have. Very fun. Yeah, it's good. Very fun. I would take Jalen Brown tonight. Okay, well, what if they lose a tip? Hey, you guys, did you guys possible. watch the whole Lakers uh, program? Winning time? Like all of the episodes? Yeah. I, I, I haven't caught up. I missed the last one. I'm not far enough, though. I, old buddy, first off, how did he wreck his bike, and does he come through? The head coach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the brakes <laughs> fell off. I didn't understand. Yeah, he had a close call, and then all of a sudden he crashes 10 seconds later. I know. Like, I, By the way, I've stopped exactly where you're at. He's an old man. Yeah, but he, hit the front, he hit the front brake probably. That's why he went over the front handle. Yeah, it had to have been if the bike was behind him. But that'll get you every single time. Just All you need is a little sticky sticky on that left one. Yeah. You know? That was old days. You know what I mean? A lot of hills I mean, in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's riding his bike through L.A., right? Is there a lot of bike riding out there? Well, he was right in the middle of the road. AJ, the good news is he was a real guy, and that really happened. So you can find out. I haven't looked at usually I do look every when I watch shows I like to look them up and see what happened but I have not with this one well good that's how you're supposed to you know do it why would you just no I like I like knowing what happened sometimes before okay I don't um, understand yeah I don't get this why I don't, I don't yeah. understand it my wife does the same thing Zito does Zito's. 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 oh yeah does it, yeah. Oh, yeah read the last page it's usually as I'm watching <laughs> Zito goes and looks at the spoilers before he goes to see the movie my wife just hates like surprise. Any like she just wants to, you know what I mean? I do it I with shows it. like this that are like somewhat based on historical events because I'd like to see how different they tell it from what's allegedly yeah. actually happened. I oh, won't do it you with wanna like judge. a judge. You want to yeah, judge? Yeah, I won't do it with like a fiction story. That's probably the right way to do it. By the way, that's like doing your own research and stuff like that. Because just like Jerry West, that was Jerry West. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I knew nothing about who. Just he was. like oh, what Reinsdorf with the Bulls. How he, even though that was a oh, docu-series, but Cross. Yeah, Larry Krause. Sean Payton Jerry. with his documentary Jerry. that's out there. Jerry. I don't know if he's Larry Krause. Larry Krause. His, his brother. His brother, yeah. <laughs> Who's Reinsdorf? Assistant GM. He's Reinsdorf's the owner. Yeah. On right. the White Sox as well. Yeah. Hey, what's that Reinsdorf deal? That's what you would normally say there. No, but do we know? Like I said, though, is Sean Payton happy with his depiction of in that documentary? Yeah, he was in it. Of course he's happy. Yeah, he was in, we don't know spoilers, but he makes an appearance. He didn't get final good. editing, though. He needs an Emmy for that appearance. He does. He's really good. What's he doing? Just golfing, chilling, living for a year, and then coming back coaching? He says he's doing studio work, but he doesn't want to make the announcement. He wants the studio to do the announcement. Who's that well, for? Yeah. That's going to be awesome. It better be Fox. They sports, lost freaking everybody maybe. this year. Well, maybe sports Not in the studio they didn't. What's that? Well, they lost. Fox's studio people are still there. Yeah, you're right. NFL Sunday still. Fox NFL yeah. Sunday is oh, still there. The, yeah, yeah. Those studios. My bad. Is that Just, what he's thinking? They have not announced uh, the number one sidekick for Burkhardt yet. What are they doing? Uh, you think they're really uh, Sean Payton or Greg Olson, isn't it? Got to be Greg. Hey, I see. I heard Gus doing basketball the other day. Great. Yeah, that was awesome. Who does he work? He works for Fox, so he could do TNT. How's that work? Uh, they they made an announcement. I looked at. We looked into it. Yeah. Uh, they made an announcement that they were agreeing on a deal or whatever. Fox and T and Turner, which was awesome. That Gus was, should do the. Uh, Gus should announce the match with A Rod and Tom Brady and all that. Yes, if you're going to get him over there, get him over there. Yeah, he has some good questions for him. Yes, I am in favor of more Gus Johnson. Love mm -hmm. Gus. Love Gus. By the way, just there's so many gifts of him just being like the coolest dude of all time. I mean, not to mention last year, pick him up and put him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, what a life! Hey, let's go to some phone calls, huh? Hell yeah. Uh, update from the internet. <clears throat> I'm getting breaking news on this 420. <laughs> okay. 
the internet has checked in with a situation that we have been monitoring from the beginning. Here we go. Poop in my fingernails. (laughs) Poop in my fingernails. Let us down a road that we could have never imagined. Mm -hmm. We learned of the Hawk Haas enjoying this song so much that it's on in the car and in the living room. And it is what AJ Hawk thinks of whenever the word music is even stated in his presence. In that one setting, yes, because it was fresh in my mind. But continue. In a setting that happened that we literally just Situations are situational. In this situation, that is certainly situational to a degree, but there's mostly facts being presented. Whenever he heard the word music, the first thing he thought was toilet seat boys poop in my fingernail. Mm-hmm. And I know in your head there's a lot of other music that you just thought of. Probably old concerts you've gone to, maybe your first CD, your first streamed, whatever it is. AJ's first thought was... Toilet Seat Boys. That's right. Mm-hmm. Turns out Toilet Seat Boys absolutely, actually named Toilet Bowl Cleaners. Okay. Cleansers. And they have 23,000 songs. And one of those songs is about A.J. Hawk himself. And it was written, uh, wrote, whichever one is accurate to be used in the English language there, uh, in 2011. That's right. Wow. A.J. Hawk denied that he had ever heard that song before. Mm-hmm. Teej. TJ Lang Mm -hmm. has updated us on Twitter that they played that song every day in the fucking locker room. And it is definitely why AJ Hawk has been uncomfortably talking about that song for the last 25 minutes. Got him. Wow. Wow. There's it. There it is. Got me. He, what a he's got scumbag. Me. Son of a bitch. AJ. What's your deal? Why do you want to... The reach of this show. I'm sorry. I forgot about how big this platform is. I should have known I would get called... Oh, sorry. I get called out. Oh, look at him. Oh, he's a monster. He's moving on the team. Jesus. You guys. It's okay, dude. It's all right, bro. It's a good song. It's an honor. Yeah. That yeah. Song about I should have known when you started that. Like, it was going nowhere. Known. <laughs> what do you mean it was going nowhere? Like, about nowhere. Now it's we a, know. It's a massive step forward in a, yeah. in, a in an investigation. Dude. You're right. Which went down Exposed in your web of lies. Man. Got I got five, five new PRs listening to that song. Yeah. Well, man. Wow. Can't believe it. Man, thank you for introducing us to the person that wrote 23,000 songs, Matt mm-hmm. Farley. Absolute yeah. legend. Absolute champion in the songwriting game. <laughs> He's a champion. Absolute champion. He's a good gambler, too, when he goes in the studio. Grand, oh, good grand slam gambler. Grand slam gambler. Good grand slam gambler. <laughs> All fun and games until Kanye samples some of it. Whoa. Well, how do what we know he, he has? Sure he has, dude. Hey, those lawsuits that happen all the time in music, very, very, like interesting and fascinating how it all plays out uh you sampled my melody i can hear it in your voice there you go from uh come with me a c a d an a z d a okay now let me run mine back you hear that and then you got rob van winkle saying theirs goes dan 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 ours goes dan 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 you know, there's a difference there. Yeah, come mm-hmm. on. Who decides that? Who who decides that? Is there a judge somewhere? Uh, is there one ear that gets to do it? Like, it could know. be Lord of the Toilets. <laughs> Toilet book, Matt Farley? Yeah. Goes to Matt Farley's desk. Yeah. All right. King Cots. <laughs> I will settle this. There's a lot of people getting ripped off, I guess, but there's only so many sounds that can How do they do the, the songwriting process? Who all gets a, a writing credit? Like, I would imagine some songs are just hanging out. 
trying to figure it out. Like, oh, and then someone gives them one line or one word. Does that person get credit? I don't know. Remember, we've talked about this a couple of times, so I don't want to repeat it for the people that have heard it. I apologize, but it's good for this particular conversation. I was all in on Kenny Chesney. I listened to an album of his. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I fucking love the way where this guy's coming from. You know, I love where this guy's coming from, listening to the lyrics and stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, he won like best album. 900 people walked out there as writers. And I'm like, well, whose brain? Who, who wrote? Well, this person wrote like the first line of that song. And then the next two bars were these people. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. It's literally like a machine kind of piecing it together. A lot of country people do that. They don't write a lot of their songs. Man, that, that's... See, massive bummer. That's a bad. That's a big. But bummer. that's how a lot of them make it big by writing songs for other people, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they start singing. Lady Gaga, Stapleton. Did we mention Stapleton? Yeah. yeah, Kanye. That's why Nashville is so big for country music. Why? Is because there's just a bunch of songwriters in Nashville, and they all just yeah. that's where they kind of that's where they go. I yeah. like that's why I enjoyed the uh, in Sweden. What was that song? Like? Sweden, good times. Is that that's where they for hang? VPM. Yeah, Sweden. Uh, oh yeah. EDM is like a Max, Max Martin, uh, a legendary pop producer, wrote many songs for Britney Spears and many of the top uh, pop hits of the past 20 or 30 years. Huge Swedish influence. So, was that a Swedish accent? No. Oh. What was that one there? A uh, blend of Canadian and. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Swedish. I was excited for that. So, that's where a lot of like house and like DJs go. Tom. Zafid is. Man, I bet you it's a good time. They talked huh? about it in a documentary. I think you told us to watch. Was it the Avicii one? Probably. That one was worth it. I forget. Anyways, exactly. down in Nashville, I feel like we got the, a piece of it with that show Songland, and then oh, they yeah, canceled yeah. Songland. I don't know what's that. Uh, that was devastating. That was devastating. That was like my That favorite. was a good show, man. I concur. I loved it. That Ryan Tedder dude got a fan out of me from that show. Mm -hmm. And the way they kind of pieced the song together, it was interesting listening to people that like actually know music. And like, oh, when this happens, this has to happen on the other side of it. And then they kind of piece it together like it's a, like a recipe almost, mm -hmm. like a formula. And it's, they make bangers. Bangers. Bangers on bangers. that show. Yeah. So how long, did you ever meet the Toilet Seat Boys? <laughs> nope. Did not meet, I have not met them. They, like I said. I've known about it for about seven days. Uh, That's not true. Yeah, TJ, yeah, TJ yeah. Lang is full of shit. Can full we call TJ Lang, please? Please call TJ Lang. Hey, TJ, hope you have time to answer real quick. I don't know if you're watching just clips or live, but <laughs> like, we need to get to the bottom of this. Is TJ lying, AJ? Nope, I don't want to call TJ a liar. So, it might be four IPAs deep, though. Well, it's, well, that's it's even April 20th. That's nothing. Yeah, that's only like the first three holes. Yeah, yeah true. Probably yeah. just started. We should definitely tell him we are live though before. Yeah, yeah. I used to live on the course where, T like, in with TJ and some O-Lyman, If I wasn't playing with them and they were playing, they would come by my garage, and I had this alcohol deal going on. I'd have a ton of handles of booze, and I just give them handle a crown or vodka or whatever when they come by. Oh, you're like a pit stop in wow. there. Wow. Yeah, it was a nice spot. That's a great thing the to do. That's good. Guy. He did not answer. He must be busy. Damn. When I was at the uh, the Greenbrier. There was no booze on like the first eight holes or something like that. And they're like, hey, ninth hole, fairway, third house on the right, doors open in there. There's a bunch of beer or whatever. Remember that? Raid the fridge. Yeah, we did. That's awesome. Changed the game. Changed the game. I came alive in that back nine. No, come back. I came alive on the back nine. AJ. Did you play in the Pro-Am? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Is that cool? That'd be cool. It was. I had, a good t I had a good time there. I was with John Daly. Who the Dailies just signed a deal with Hooters, by the yeah. way. Yeah. 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 Both of them, congratulations on that NIL deal for golfing. Lil John, University of Arkansas. I'm about to burp up. How old is Lil John? Uh, he's, what, sophomore, probably? College, we think? 
think so. Yeah. No. Is he in college already? Yeah, he's oh, got yeah. University of Arkansas. He's a player. Yeah. He's a player. Oh, he's a stud. 18, yeah. I believe. He's 18, so he's a freshman. He's been going to school for golf for years. That so guy. He's only a freshman? Hey, he's going to go. He's going to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you got a Hooters deal. Good friend. But I was playing with him and uh, a couple other people. It was a good time. It was a good time. AJ, what is – as we get closer, it's Tahoe, and it's going to get a bit repetitive because I have a lot of questions because it's my first time, and I assume we're going to make a lot of content out of that because what an incredible opportunity to be invited to that. Hey, there's a lot of people that want to go to that, AJ. You know that. I got a lot of people telling me that. What do you mean? Like, yeah, like guys, that, people that want to play in it? Yeah, congratulations on getting invited. I've been, yeah. wanting, I've been hoping and wanting to be a part of that for a long time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, me too, by the way. I've been pretty excited about it. I, if it was me, I, I believe you deserve to be there. Like that, That's how every conversation seems to go almost. But I am incredibly honored to be a part of this thing. It's tough. And it's I'm, tough for them. They even say, I think they say like there's like 400 people in consideration, and then they, cut a, they, they invite like – I guess the total field is usually like 85, 90 people maybe. Look at that, boys. It's cool. Smooth. I mean, you're going to win. No, 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 no. Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. That, not season one. What are we talking about? Yeah, come about? on, dude. Season one of Tahoe, dude. <laughs> that we, I mean, that we are definitely going to make. Yeah. yeah. Like we we're going to do the USFL. Of course. Oh, boom. Boom. That is definitely what we need to do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not season one of Tahoe, dude. Maybe season three of Tahoe. Yeah, season three, season four. Season yeah. two, we just get into the conversation. Season two, we start breaking into the conversation. Oh, might be a player. Can he stay sober enough night one mm. to really show up tomorrow and do it again? We'll see. But oh, Paige Turner. Let's not rule out getting hot. Yeah, that's going on a run. Hey, three straight yeah, days though, Nick. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. That ain't never happened in my it life. It could after the sun after the weekend before too. Which I believe. Have you, you ever played golf for three bank. straight days? Yeah, that's the thing. Me either. I have. I don't. I've never done that before. And you were walking four days in a row if you play the pro am. Wow! Don't get there till Thursday night. You have to walk the pro am. What do you? Uh, you can actually take a card for the pro am if you want. Oh, bingo! Okay, there you go. Gotcha. I would like to be in that camp. Is, is there a lot of people that do that? Uh, yeah. Like your group will have your pro am group will have a cart or have cards. Because if I do that, I'm so sore day one. Yeah, I can't. Can't. I can that. be sore day two. Yeah, people mm -hmm. are expecting me to fall off anyway. Right. <laughs> You start hot. Yeah, you'd be fresh at the beginning. Being sore and tired might be good for you because sometimes you get out there Slow it and, down. you know, it's a different world when everything counts and there's people there and you, you get a little too fast. Like, especially, you know, like I start playing bad, which happens every single time. Most shots I hit, you start walking really fast to that next shot. I'm going to hit this thing. I'm putting this thing in a hole. And then that goes in the woods again. Hey, I, wanna, I would like to say that I think that is where and I think that is why kickers and punters get compared to golfers a lot because it's like a repetitive motion right that you have to practice and then you have Trying to do the exact same thing over and over yeah. yeah with like people and in moments and everything like that i think so i think that is actually something that i'll be able to like i think real round will be like practice round like i think i just have to get enough practice rounds in to be acceptable to be on a course if that makes sense you're, you're already more than acceptable trust me there's no. all walks of life out there no because i mean <laughs> He can't be the worst golfer in a tournament. No, you're not, you, won't you don't be. have a you have no chance of being the worst golfer. Yeah, I mean he sucks at golf. No, he doesn't. Look, yeah, he's a good he's, golfer. He's he told so me he bad. was going to win Tahoe last year. Yeah, yeah, but he knew he probably win this year to. too. Nope, exactly. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy will be there. You're definitely going to beat his ass. Yep. I don't know. Larry plays like every day. Don't a lot of people take this like super serious though? Like people are training for this thing, people, right? Uh, legit. Like I said, like last year was the first year I went out to the range and hit some balls. And you talk to people like. 
like, oh, you've been playing a lot? And like, nah, not really, like, eh, five, six times a week. And like, how much you play? I was like, I, I played in two and a half scrambles this year. <laughs> that's, usually the, that's usually the case. Like, I don't hit them, like, any time I play is for an outing usually. And so I'm playing scrambles. I got to start walking courses. Yeah. No, I, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I you don't need to train for that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't yeah, have I to. do. You don't yeah, have to call do. yourself an athlete. You, you don't have to, have to train to walk. Tra- no. You got to walk courses. I do. I do. I got to get myself in a mentality. Al Michaels was Seven in miles last year, by the way. What's that? Al Michaels was in yeah. last last year. Is Al Michaels going back? That guy's a man. He was minus 85, which you would normally think is pretty You're good. saying you want him there, so you're not last, aren't you? No. No. No, I want to no. see Al You have Michaels. no chance of being last. I think you're going to play great. Really. Really do. In comparison, Chuck was minus 28, Barkley. Chuck played much better last year. I've been very hit or miss in these golf tournaments that matter. Braves was also minus Yeah, but you're also one for one with the belt. Yeah, I won championships. So. AJ was minus 10. It's pretty good. What was Braves? Minus 28. <laughs> Dang, he Braves is a much better player than that. It, it happens out there, though. Uh, I can get you. Hey, Tahoe can get you. That's right. One round. That'll That's be, all uh, it takes. That'll be uh, episode two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tahoe can get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened at night in Tahoe? <laughs> I can't wait to just dial it in, focus in. I'm taking. I'm sending a hyperbaric chamber out there. Yep. Yeah, smart. For, Keep the legs fresh. Smart. Hey, you know they have like a next to the range. They have like a trailer that's like their physio deal, and there's like a couple of chiropractors and people stretching, getting their back cracked. Here we also, go. That's what I'm talking about because that's what I'm doing on daily. I didn't know if it was gonna have to change for the big game. If I was gonna have to fly out my uh-huh. own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still probably fly out your own crew wearing geese as well. But you know, you could use that. <laughs> Imagine if I had the geese awesome. body gurus <laughs> yeah. flanking me. You got to wear pants, though, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday when you play. Really? That's the one rule, yeah. Golly. BJ Tour rules. What is that fucking deal? That's These so rules stupid. suck. I yeah. saw Jordan Spieth's right. caddy with shorts on when he won the other day. Michael? Yeah. 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 Can wear, caddies can wear whatever they want. Oh, isn't that just nice? <laughs> you guys deserve it, though, by the way. And I do believe we're going to go with a... <laughs> A rotating bullpen. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is that okay? Like, if a couple bad shots happen, all right, see you. I'll, get, I'll see you in a couple holes, probably, depending on how quick <laughs> this thing goes. You know, we're going to yeah. try to do – we got to do everything we got to do out there. You know what I mean, AJ? I mean, you believe me, you can use – you could use 12 caddies around if you wanted to. Oh, here we go. Sweet. Is that real? Like, say you hit a double bogey, you're done, you're fired, and bring somebody else in. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. You're not fired. You're just, hey, for right now, we got to get hot somewhere else. Yeah. Back like, line. Yeah, this yeah, is just, we got to get, we, we gotta get yeah. hot somewhere else. Sit on the bench, yeah. Oh, jeez. Can't do that. That's a weird situation. Hard thing is trying to, trying to get caught, like, sneaking extra weight in your bag for whoever's carrying. I've been doing that to my brother forever, trying to sneak different <laughs> weights in there every year. That's fine. Oh, yes. Well, they're allowed to wear shorts, so. Deal yeah. with it. How many, how many? Man, Z, hey, if Z carries your bag, bag, you know you get a. Uh, they wear like the like a vest. You know what I'm talking about? Whatever the little coverall thing with your name on it. Mm-hmm. That's what the caddies wear. Z should wear that with I no already, shirt underneath. I already have an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke's got one for the Masters. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, you have to wear that. Has anyone here ever caddied before? Yeah. Once. How many golf bags you ought to bring? That's what. And what 20? is it? Is it the walking bag? Obviously, just a tiny little one. No, you bring one. No, you should carry a tour bag. That no, bag? no, no, no. But I'm saying like that. I don't you know. Bag. As someone who caddied at Oakmont for a summer, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking caddied for Pat when he won the goddamn belt. That's yeah, right. There you go. go. Championship. Ty was blacked out there yep. every single day. Uh, that's, that's right. Why. Weren't you, Ty? <laughs> he was. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 
It's that hot, you know, Bahamian sun down there. It'll get you. <laughs> uh-huh. Bro, your shins. Bahamian. His shins got kissed by the actual sun. Yeah. yeah. The sun actually just painted them, spray painted them. <sighs> the reddest of red. Those are third, fourth degree burns. The sun is oh, no yeah. joke out there, man. In oh. that altitude, too. Like you're, I have to put suntan lotion on every hole and a half, pretty much. Yeah. I'm I pretty fair skinned guy. Forgot to reapply before the back nine. We're out of Tahoe, you're saying? Oh, yeah, because it's always sunny. Like, pretty much. 99% of the time, it's sunny. It's awesome. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm ready to come play. Can't wait. I'm going to start walking the damn courses around here. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to wake yeah. up every morning in that brisk, potentially winter breeze mm-hmm. with the sun shining. It's fucking April 20th. Get it together, whoever mm-hmm. is in charge. And I'm going to go hit that course, dude. And I'm going to get ready for tall hill. Hell yeah. You got to get out there this weekend. It's going to be nice. Yeah. 82 degrees. That'll be good. That'll be good. Practice. Yeah. That's good training. Simulated. Yeah, here we go. Which one of your 14 uh, country club memberships do you use? Well, to be honest, I do believe none of those are still going because uh, oh, yeah. I had to change my card. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's a shame. I feel I feel like they all hate me, you know, because it's like the $500 a month spend. You know, they're not just getting out of my account, you know, and I never told them. But I hope bygones can be bygones and at least one or two of them, depending upon who has an opening at the time that I need to fucking golf. And I guess <laughs> I guess I got to be a full-time fucking member to even golf here. Okay. Thank you. I just, you're the only place that has the tee time at this particular time. They, well, you signed up for a good four or five years here. No problem at all. You got down. <laughs> Jeez Louise, dude. I'm just trying to golf. I fucking have to golf right now. This is... It's an interesting game, the golf. The golf, the whole business of it. Because allegedly the golf shops... Or where they make all their money at. It's not actually on the golf. Hmm. Feels like owning a golf course would be the dream come true. Foxy, you worked on a golf course. I don't know. Yeah. You don't think so, AJ? You don't think owning a golf I mean, some of them, I'm sure, make really good money, but I bet a lot of them are struggling a lot. COVID definitely helped. I'd rather just be a member. Really? Go and have a fucking steak after a round. Nice little shot. You are a country club. Imagine if, oh, yeah. But imagine though, dealing with the country club people, the members oh. who you don't want to deal with. I know, I know people with. that you don't tell me like how them. they'll email different. Yeah. Oh, I emailed the GM and let them know this menu is unacceptable. I was like, who is the GM? What are you talking about? Dude, I had the fucking, I tried to make a tea time through their, they had an app or something like that. This one place yeah. I was a member at. <laughs> and I tried to get on there. I'm like, uh, I, me plus like three. Okay. And they're like, well, that's actually uh, the men's time, the members time. You can go off with, uh, a couple other members at this time it would be no problem at all. I was like, okay, well, I'm never golfing here again. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that they're bad people. I'm not That's saying- why I don't play because when I need a time, if I ever have a chance to play, it, that kind of stuff happens. I'm like, and no offense to those people, I'm sure they're great people, and I could probably learn a lot from them. But also, like, I don't get to golf often, so when I golf, I'd like to golf with the people that are like, "Hey, this is my, this is who I golf." Yeah. Like, that is just, uh, it's a fascinating game, fascinating game. But I'm gonna fucking get back in there, Foxy. Hell yeah. Foxy, are we making a reality TV show? Yeah, thing? let's go. So what we need to do, Pat, okay. is if you actually want to play golf, like seriously with our schedule and everything, we oh. have to call a golf course, one that not a lot of people go to, one that's not very busy. Oh, so we know that one. We, what's mm-hmm. your last tee time? Give us your last tee time, and then you tell the pro shop guy, hey, 
We will take care of the cart. Wherever you put the cart, we will put it away for you. You don't have to wait for us. Let's say we get out there at 7 o'clock. We can be out there till 9.30, 10 o'clock with the Indiana sunlight, and we just sit there, and we're spraying oh. as many balls as possible yeah. on each Because the people hitting. don't have to stay there and work it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly, because that's what I did in the pro shop. Like the, You get a guy come in at 7.30, it's like, come on, pal, I'm not getting This is going to happen zero times, by the way. What? <laughs> and, but this, what, seriously, AJ? Ebby paints a, a great picture of what could happen, but guess what? It's not happening. And that's the most realistic picture for Pat, don't you think, AJ? Yeah, which means it's completely unrealistic and it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. What is that old bot? What is your problem? You're, you're 7 o'clock. When you're home at 7 o'clock, whenever, whenever you get out of the office, you go home, whatever, hanging out, okay, eating meatball subs, I'm sure, who knows, the CBD. Oh. Hey, babe, 645. I got a 7 o'clock tea time with Evie. Got to go. Oh, yeah. yeah, it won't happen during the weekday, that's for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to get out there 5 a.m. You might just have to Ooh. start playing like yeah. 72 holes uh, Saturday. Every Saturday. Yep. That's three impossible. Practices. You got to walk yeah. 72. Every walk 72. Absolutely packed on Saturdays. Yeah, if you did nine with two balls, like you're getting in 18. So just buy your own just, course. Yeah, yeah, like seriously. Just buy your own course. That's more realistic, honestly. No, at, at the uh, new place, I don't know what we're calling it yet. We just need Smart. to. Foxy, there, thank you for driving it all in on one no, or the we, other. We yet. need to is hire someone to build a fucking green for you, so and then we can work. just go back as far as we need to. 150 shots, 100 Neighbors shots. Neighbors aren't going to be happy. Neighbors aren't going to be happy. Is there 150 yards? Is there 150 yards? And you got to just sit there and dial it in. Boom, boom, boom. Get synthetic greens made. Put like four synthetic greens around the Outside. AJ, you, your $20 million is toast. Yeah. 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 So fucked. Toast, dude. You've been talking for how long about how you're going to do all this. You're going to be such a good golfer, and you haven't. Have you played a round? Yeah, I did. Year? Thank you. Yeah. Played it on yeah. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, great round. Yeah, it was all right, but, I mean, there's there's a lot of work to be done, but we got we at least have a foundation. Right. I got these new clubs from uh, – You guys played a full 18? You bet. What's that? You played a full 18? I've we never done that, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I haven't really done that ever. No, not and, enough time. We all got hungry. Well, you can turn it on when it matters, though. Well, that's, that's the thing. Works. I'm really starting to worry about it because uh, Clyde Christensen, you know, quarterback coach for the Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers, formerly – Rational human, yeah. Okay. All right. Everybody needs to relax. Um he was one of the drivers behind me getting into golf back in the day when I got into golf for an off season. So I would golf with him uh, a pretty regular basis. Man, he knew hole twelve, hole thirteen. I'm gonna turn it off, mm. and uh, <laughs> he would just like wait, wait, and then he would press, 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 and all of a sudden it's like, man, that is something I'm gonna have to battle, and I've not been able to defeat in the past. That's a long time on a. Golf I'm with course. you. Hey, believe me, I think the, it's the one time it won't. That's what. Playing in Tahoe makes me not want to play at home because I'm bored playing at home because out there it doesn't feel like that. I don't get that 12th hole, oh. hey, I want to go home. Yeah, plus reality TV show. It's not like yeah. you're just Come doing on. this just to play. This is, uh, See, yeah. this is Tahoe. And this, this, Tahoe. Is, this is why MJ has his own golf courses because he shows up. Him and his boys know we're playing speed golf. We're getting 18 in within two, two and a half hours. Like That's what the old yeah. guys at the golf course I used to work at did. And that's he plays with 12 need. people yes. too. How do we get yes. that? How do we get that set up? We got to like... own a golf course straight up. No, no, yeah. no. Or no, play no. the very, 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 very first tee time. So 7 a.m. between 7 and 7.30. That's what they do. You get yeah, that first right. one. That'll just happen. Fucking go AJ <laughs> AJ it's 420 dude positivity please golf course I'm being is very, very affordable positive at the moment not the way you're saying what you're saying you hear me am I am I lying there's a good chance none of this will be able to happen <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. but 
we can lay it out there as nice as possible so that maybe there is a little bit of drive and hope to yeah. do it. Yeah, chance yeah, you could of course. The nice thing yeah. about Tahoe is you also could talk to like 80 guys and be like, how do you play every day? Yeah, how do they play every day? How do they I, I wonder the same thing. That's why every year, I've been there for like nine years, every year when we leave, when we get done after I have a meltdown on Sunday like always and I just hold <laughs> off shooting a minus 35, my brother's like, you should probably play golf before this tournament next year. And I'm like, yeah, I will. And then nine years running, I'm like, okay. I thought I was pretty good coming in here. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the time? Let's go to the Five Energy phone line here. Let's go to Mark in San Diego. Mark, what's going on as we wrap up this glorious 420? Hey, Pat. Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call, buddy. Hey, no problem, man. Where are you at? You at work right now? Yeah, you at work right now? You in the office? Yeah, but sorry about that. Yeah, I am. Hey, um... No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mark. What do you do? What do you do over there in San Diego, man? Uh, I have my own insurance company. Oh, there you go. Insurance guy. Good sales guy. Oh, you stay farm? No, I'm a broker. I'm independent. Oh, congratulations oh, on yeah. that, Mark. Nice. Congrats to you, man. Guys. Hey, good thing. You know, insurance, yeah. they say, pays forever. Just That's keep right. showing up. Uh-huh. <laughs> keep showing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about, buddy? Yeah. Hey, man, you know, I've been trying to get in touch with you ever since I've watched you on WrestleMania. I just think it was really inspiring, man. I mean, dude, I watched it even like two or three different times. When you came out and the and the cheerleaders were there and just that that look on your face as you sat there and the stadium was going nuts um the most impressive part about your match was not only the backflip but how in the world did you jump up land on the ropes keep your balance hey mark and then suplex that piece mark i appreciate the hell out of you man thank you for watching and thanks for the love yeah it was pretty cool that was fun little thing to walk back through right there walking out was insanity it was insane and i said this on the uh foxy flick there was a time where one of my gimmicks uh, around friends that I was at with the time is when I would walk into a room, it was me walking uh, through the WWE curtain or whatever. And it was just like uh, something I thought about. It was insane. I mean, it was fucking insane. Yeah. And then you got, obviously, Seven Nation Army playing and the whole thing. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was stupid, dude. It was absolutely dumb. Awesome. Place you know, went ran- banana. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Pat, I ran into a guy today that, that watched you, that told me to, to compliment you on your, he actually works at a gas station that I go to, and he said, hey, man, Pat was awesome at WrestleMania. I was like, oh, thanks, man. I'll tell him. He said, yeah, make sure you tell him. And then he said, I used to do a little wrestling, actually, in ECW. I was like, oh, have you?" he said, have you heard of that? I'm like, yeah, of course I know all about it. And then he told me he was going to some underground wrestling match where they're going to be breaking uh, fluorescent lights over each other's back. Oh, probably Hell GCW yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. but it could be Superhuman, too. True. Could be Superhuman, who is all the way back. This is so dumb to even think about. Do you st- so why'd you wear a singlet underneath? Well, because I knew it was going to pop up. And uh, although I did keto, it was not the right time to show the gut. You know what I mean? It's all right. Makes you feel more comfortable, I'm sure. Well, no, the singlet was not exactly comfortable. First time I ever wore one. <laughs> I should have tried that a little differently. You know, that wouldn't have been a great thing if I was a amateur wrestler. I do not believe mm-hmm. that would have been good for the way my thighs are built. That was a cool moment. All right, enough of it. I mean, all right, Mark. I mean, Mark from San Diego, very nice. He's an insurance salesman. That guy does business. Yeah, that's right. Hell yeah. Jumping up there was a moment that I thought about uh, a lot, though. That was, I was pretty pumped after that happened, that I, that I got up there. Because that could have ended terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All of it could end terribly, yeah. No. The whole thing could. No, that thing was supposed to end beautifully quick. Yeah. Right? 
You know, no, I'm saying if you slip or something happens, yeah, it could end bad. That's what makes it great. No, it's awesome. It was, uh, it was a dream come true, and obviously I'm undefeated at WrestleMania because the other match wasn't sanctioned. Unsanctioned. No, it wasn't sanctioned. It wasn't a real match. It was, next, ma- hey, next match, can you tell Vince that you want to come out like uh, Goldberg used to with the cops and everything? Uh, listen, real quick, I don't know if that's how that goes. You know, I don't know if that's uh, how it works, but imagine if I headbutt the fucking door, too, <laughs> when I come out. Yeah. Bill would probably, you know, I would never be able to do Bill Goldberg any justice, though. The amount of intensity that was walking into the oh, ring with him every single time. You knew he was, it was ending in cuffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This night was ending in handcuffs for old Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. You could do it with Gilbert. Ooh, that'd be awesome. How is Gilbert? What, what is Gilbert going to do? I, know. Yeah, I haven't heard from Gilbert in yeah. Gilbert's got a cameo. A I think Gilbert's got a cameo. Still, I'm worried about I hope Gilbert. so. Yeah, me too. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Mick, great mock today. Good boy, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Killed it. AJ, have a great 420, Bob. All right? You too. All right, man. Good luck at the course tonight. 7 o'clock. I don't know if we're starting tonight. Yeah. No, it's a holiday. It's raining. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holiday. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> National holiday. holiday. Yeah, exactly. It's cold, too. Yeah. It is cold. Yep. Oh, yeah. Perfect conditions. Maybe yeah. tomorrow or Friday or Saturday. Well, that's why whenever we're in the Thunderdome, Thunderdome Igloo, the, uh, we got that golf simulator in there. We can just go play... Fucking whatever exactly. right now. Yeah. Right now, yeah. we can literally say, all right, see you guys. Sure. Boom. We're going in to play. We're going to play Tahoe two times now. Do it during break. Pebble Beach, Tahoe. Yeah. Bingo. DP show had it in there. Mm-hmm. Do they still got it in their new studio? I think so. They have to. I would imagine. They moved into right? that massive, massive yeah. place. They have to have Beautiful. one. Yeah, where I is think... their new place? Connecticut? Uh, that's where the old one was. Close to where he lives? I thought. I don't know. They need to win the damn sports Give them a fucking yeah. sports Give them Emmy. They're now. awesome, man. All of them. Rich Eisen also up for a sports Emmy. Hey, Rich. I hope you win, but also, what about the Danettes? DPS time. We're never going to be nominated, huh? Did you hear today's show? I tagged him yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Which one? I think it was uh, the during the Poopy song. Yeah. All right. Poop a lot of people are doing that. We don't need that to happen. Okay. Especially now that we know there was an all... Ulterior motive from yeah, that's the right. Oh, no, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. It was the uh, Hey Arnold dick face. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Even better. <laughs> Keep that one. Yeah. Keep that one in the That's a good segment. <laughs> Spread awareness. We are proud yeah. of that. We are proud of that. A lot of I people- hope people, can people find the other hidden dongs in cartoons and send them to us? Oh, yeah, I would like there. to know. All right. So you can hashtag. No. Oh, There's a poster. <laughs> There's a poster with like. I think eight or nine examples of it from old Disney movies. Texting to AJ's number. Shows. Speaking it's, of, um, AJ's number is, uh, what's Columbus's thing? 614-1800-AJ-HUG. Hey, you can get a Your hard number hit. doesn't start with 614, dude. You're a liar. What's his number start I with? I know it doesn't. I'm not going to. I can't. Come on. 614, 614 is Columbus. Oh, you don't like Columbus? You don't rep it? Mm. I thought you were the Ohio State Buckeye. I got my number 15 years ago, and I'm not changing. In Wisconsin. So what's Wisconsin? What's Green Bay? Kettering, Ohio. That's 937. So there it is. So it is, 937 number. No, you know how people get uh, their area code tattooed? I'm sure you have buddies with your area code tattooed on them. I always said, no, I'm getting my zip. 45458. That's the zip I get. Wouldn't that be sweet if I made that a thing? Yeah, five numbers right there instead of three, dude. On my neck. Yeah, that? neck tat. I was just Boom, put that right on there. Or on the back of your neck, like a barcode. Do you yeah. know what four five four oh. five eight stands for? It's so much deeper than just these five numbers. Okay, this is where I'm from. Not a phone line. Mm-mm. No, no, the actual physical location. 
Four, five, four, five, eight. That's why I fucking put it right here on my neck. So <laughs> and then on the other side of the neck, you could probably just do like the coordinates of like oh, the latitude, house you grew longitude, up in. longitude, yeah. latitude, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes. send me the ordinates. Well, you need to have co. Thank yeah. you. Because yeah. one is a lot. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need the coordinates. Yeah. Both of them. Boom. Shout out one, five, two, three, nine. Shout out. I told you. It's going to become a thing. Uh, shout out to Shop 412, too, who didn't just tattoo it. They actually made an entire brand they off did. it. Hell yeah. It's really cool. Genius. Smart. Actually great. Huh? Great merch. Hammer Don's in 15 minutes. Happy birthday, nice. Peter Schrager. Uh, big shout Hockey out- talk tonight. Hockey. Yeah, big shout out to Ninkovich and massive announcement. Huge guest tonight on that Hockey Talk. Yeah. Nick, tell the people, this is a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. This is a big deal. Uh, Stanley Cup champion, one of the greatest defensemen to ever play the game, Chris Pronger, will be joining Ooh. us. Whoa. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Whoa. I can't wait to one watch One of the meanest sons He's of bitches. He's a monster. He used to smoke boy. dudes, didn't he? Oh, Kill yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, he yeah. went it with the Ducks. Uh, he I did mean, win hit it with them the hard. Yeah. Last yeah. defenseman to win an MVP in the NHL. I mean, the way you fucking, you had to say it, huh? Absolutely. What, what are you guys doing? What do you mean? Cut it out, you scumbag. Yeah. Gump, that's hockey talk tonight. Chris yeah. Pronger. Chris Pronger, Edmonton Oiler legend, Anaheim Duck legend, absolute legend. Hey, what else happens on that's hockey talk other than just conversations with champion legends every single Wednesday night at 8 o'clock? There's just chatter about the live game that's on, and then we get the uh, the trivia we haven't had in a couple weeks, but Ooh. it'd be nice to see that again. No, trivia would be nice where you give away shit, and... Mike Rupp, Stanley Cup champion, gets in there. He drinks, what, a bottle of whiskey? What? And just kind of goes to story time in there. He is fucking incredible every yeah. single week. The absolute best. He's like the hockey version of A.J. Hawk, but slightly less toxic. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's good. a great compliment, honestly. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I have anything compared to Rupper. Rupper has... 10,000 entertaining stories. He's unbelievable. Rupper is unbelievable. And he's entertaining how he tells them, too. Like, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And he's Stanley Cup champion. The resume's there. Hell yeah. Champion. Uh, champion. 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 He is champion, isn't he? He is. Speaking of first round champion. What happened? Oh, no, no. I was, I'm blocked in the chat. Can you ask Pronger if he likes the cream move? Oh, yeah. Good call. Who blocked you? He's going to get blocked. Yeah, the comment section of that talkie talk is a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. What happened? Tell him, why'd you get blocked for? Who blocked you? How'd you oh, get tubin? Not to necessarily blocked, but I don't have a wrench, so I'm basically a nobody in there. Oh, so you can get banned and uh, suspended yeah. Yeah. and put into oh. the bin. Yeah, that's shame. Gotta embrace it, If I'm ignored for more than 45 seconds, I leave. Really? <laughs> so you send out a bird call? Nothing. If nothing comes back, all right, all right I'm done. Try with next week. I'm it, just gonna walk. It's it's always flies, though. That's not the real Tony. That's not the real Tony. And then yeah. you stop talking to him. Nothing makes me more happy than that. Keep our eyes Why out. don't you have a wrench? <laughs> Good question. That's tough. You've been asking for a wrench for a while. Oh, yeah. Every this wrench, hey, this wrench has been a conversation week. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wrenches are only for what? Administer. Good gamblers, uh, apparently. No, no. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even have to ask for one. Mine just popped up. It was we were on the sweet. show. Yeah, host of the show. So I think that is pick and choosable, though. I got one. I like to go down there and kind of, you know, use my whistle down there. I like yeah. to regulate yeah. the chat. Yeah, I like to, yeah, I like to oh, let, you know. He's not very fair. Whoa. I feel like Whoa. I like to. Uh, I, can you kick people out? I don't want a fucking wrench, all right? Well, well you're an outlaw, Don. Oh, you're so right. cool, bad boy. Biggest yeah, the biggest. You just got goon. 300 seconds, Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Zito does hand them out, too, everyone. Yeah. Says. Blackhawks stink, though. Yeah, We're back bad. next year, baby. That's right. Hey, tomorrow night, Big Tilt, too. Pens, Bruins again. Thought hockey was over. When's that? When's when's Penn's ruined? Tomorrow. No. Yeah. 
I do not like that one. <laughs> Already back. Do they have a goalie? I do. No, we do not. No, they don't. Well, they what's his name? Johnny Lasagna? <laughs> Louis Devon. Yeah, yeah, Louis, Louis, Louis Devon. <laughs> <laughs> Big game change, dude. <laughs> Louis, Louis Domingue's the backup. Domingue. Big game Domingue. He Louis. once won 10 straight games for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's go! That's who we need. You Whoa. win 10 straight, you win a cup. Let's go, Louis. Let's go, dude. This guy. Saving the day in Pittsburgh. I'm all about Louie, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, unfortunately, his name should be Joey Lasagna, but I guess <laughs> I guess Louie Domingue is going to have to do. I'd be more scared if it was, but whatever. You guys are dead. Well, I don't know about that. You're going to come after his name? Pasta's your favorite fucking guy, dude. Uh, yeah, because Pasta fucking dangles and scores goals, Tony. Sorry. We don't need a fucking lasagna guy in that. We need a fucking pasta <laughs> dishing out Alfredo sauce up front by the net, okay? <laughs> Jesus, come on! Guys, never won ten games in a row. I can tell you that. Pasta, yeah, he has. No, he hasn't. One time we went fucking nineteen and one. (laughs) Twelve fucking games in a row. Really? Yeah. With pasta? With pasta. That's because pasta's a player. Pasta's a fucking champion. He's gonna come to the Penguins. No, pasta's never leaving. Yes, he's coming to the Penguins. Pasta actually said, "I will never play for the fucking Penguins." No, he did not. Why did he say that? Because the Fenway Group came and bought exactly. He said, "The only chance I play for the fucking Penguins is if they trade Crosby to the fucking Bruins." Pasta hasn't played since beginning of April. (laughs) It's just fucking pasta's just waiting in the weeds. All right, he's boiling pasta right now. He'll be ready when the fucking playoffs come around. Okay. He's fucking al dente when it comes back. Exactly. Oh, yeah. uh, fucking dude. hot and ready. Dude, pasta's going to be ready. Yeah. Can't be overcooked, though. Gets a little... Yeah, that's uh, right. No, no. He does no cement in the skates, because if he does get overcooked, that'll happen. Don't worry. The boys will throw fucking him against the glass to make sure he's done. Bendy legs. <laughs> so what's going on in hockey, Nick? The Pens are dead. The Bruins are dead. The Golden Knights, Golden Knights are, are dead. dead. The Red Wings Bruins are dead. Are the Blackhawks are dead. The Kraken, they got Marshawn, but they're, no, they're dead. Colorado Avalanche. It's the Avs versus the Panthers. Man. Fuck. Texas hockey's going to beat Colorado in the first round. Don't count out the lightning. Go Bolts. You know, they're still Bruins. Right. Red Wings just kicked their ass Go Bolts. Bruins are going to win. Boats. It's basketball season anyways right now. <laughs> <laughs> this show month. is the worst. <laughs> NHL's next month. Bro, there was probably a time where hockey people were so excited we were talking about the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then literally just because the Penguins are dead... And the Bruins are nearly dead. Well, no. And the Golden Knights are dead. I'll never watch a game again. Never. Ever. And we won't talk about it. <laughs> Ever. I, I mean, it, it will even... not even br- it will not even come into the conversation. No. Yeah. And it's good. Playoff hockey is unbelievable. Yeah. It wasn't even like like Pasta getting hurt was one thing. When I saw Jari got hurt, I knew fucking hockey was over. I knew we were not talking <laughs> about I, hockey anymore. My friend anymore. Did I, my, That's why I tried to hide it from Pat as long as we could. <laughs> yeah. Gumpy kept sending things in. Yeah, Shut I, up, Gump. I didn't know. I was like, what is this? What is this? Because it came out of nowhere, AJ. This yeah. guy's playing. Well, Standing just, on his I, head. I'll be back when the laser puck comes back. Ooh, All right, with the blue smart. trail. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go back it. to Fox. Let's go uh, one last phone call here before we get out of here. Pronger played with the laser puck. You probably yeah, find out more about that tonight. What did, did that distract him on the ice? He also smashed Justin Bieber into the boards in an all-star game. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Biebs is in town tomorrow. Yeah. Here in Indy. The Forgot guy puts that. on an absolute Is he playing Lucas Oil? Uh, no, I think he's playing... Uh, Grangerfield Basketball Arena. Gainesville. 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 What is it? It might be that. Gainbridge. Gainbridge. Field. When oh, is that? Is. That area is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's tough. What is that? There's no parking. They've I mean, been building a parking lot for two yeah, years. Yeah, who the fuck decides to knock down a parking lot in the middle of winter? I I, I don't know how this has right been brought up. right across the street from your favorite bar. 
Yeah, but I, that's yeah. my fucking point, Nick. <laughs> exactly. Is that it's completely you, throwing a wrench in the entire street. They want to switch streets. <laughs> they okay. they, they want to walk house. on the what other side of the street. Lot, Fuck! <laughs> City planning is interesting, I believe, is what everybody's saying, because it is impossible to get to one of our largest venues. Yeah. And if there's any weather at all, which there is in Indiana, <laughs> it makes it a pretty miserable experience going to things. But once you get inside, beautiful, beautiful environment. Beautiful. He starts playing those bangers. Gamebridge actually is kind of a fucking dump because the way it's set up is... What like, the <laughs> Seriously, it kind of is. The whole entire <laughs> no setup way. makes zero sense. I've been one yeah. time and I was like, all right, I'm never fucking coming back here. <laughs> what what is that about? Sorry. Why? What is your deal? I mean, is well, this where the Pacers play? Yeah. yeah. 45 First and foremost, the Pacers fucking blow. It did take 45 minutes to get a beer if we wanted to. Though. Yep, the there's that. The don't seem to be ready. If you're not sitting 10 rows from the floor, you're... Basically on a goddamn chairlift, the way the, all the seats are set up. It's like trapezoids and shit. I hate that place. Wow. But with that being said, if they turn it around with a parking garage and maybe then tear down the stadium and build a new one, I could be back. I could be back. Aren't you going to Bieber? You're going to Bieber tomorrow? No, I'm not going to You're Bieber. You're going to Bieber. I wish I was going to Bieber. You see, you can go to Bieber, somebody. Oh, 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 we, go. oh yeah. we got people in the office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brucey oh, is going, going to Bieber. Brucey's, yeah. And Powell. Oh, yeah. I'm not going. Gosh, you're going to Bieber? I thought you had backstage pass. I can go by myself. I grew up with fucking A couple Canadian legends. Bieber's an absolute He'll probably see you and call you on stage. Love. Bieber. Matt, could you imagine how good he's going to be? Oh. Is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah. I see my boy Goopy over there. Come on up, Goop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. What if he shouts out hockey talk? You know, big oh, hockey. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. Big oh, my God. Big hockey guy. Yeah, great job. Man, what if basketball. he said that? Goop, wait to ask John Hamm about his big dong. What if he like gave you specifics? Well, That'd be sweet, AJ. But he wouldn't be paying because Nick asked him about his dong, didn't he? Yeah. 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 But if Nick's not there. Oh, you're True. right. Right, you guys asked about John Hamm's big old dong. What if that's how Bieber delivered it to? What if that's what he <laughs> would? He's a showman. Turn into a song. Yeah, hey, Bieber's a stud, right? It feels like he's linked to almost everybody. He's he a, writes uh, his own stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I think he creates yeah. songs for people too. Got a lot of bangers. I think plays the drums. You can do it all. His nasty fucking dangles too. Yeah. He's best friends with Austin Matthews, the American sure. captain oh, yeah. of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? He's not the captain, but he should be. Best friends. Best friends. Oh, boys. Who is the captain? Marlowe? Tavares. Huh. Oh, Johnny T is one of the best captains in the league. Peter, <laughs> people say that. <laughs> He's up there. Schrager said that Kyle Hamilton in Notre Dame in his mock draft, I just remembered this. <laughs> you should have asked him about it when he was on it. I think he said he could be a captain as a rookie. That would be very difficult in the NFL, I think. It would be pretty difficult to do. Be a captain? As a rookie in the NFL as a safety? Yeah, definitely. I mean – Certain personalities could definitely do it at the right team, you know? You I think bet. so? Huh? You think so? Yeah, because what does it really mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. But what are the responsibilities? Yeah, and is it... Yeah. Like halfway through the season? Does he mean it like that? Like he could get... Like earn it or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't Levante David? I feel like he's the only one I've ever heard of. <laughs> We've inter we interviewed him and we talked to him about it, I thought. Oh, yeah, because he said no. Did he? He said he was captain since the first year. Uh, could be wrong. I don't know. That's a that's a lot of response. That yeah. would be tough. I think you're I, just trying to learn everything. I don't even. I don't think Mac was a captain this year unless it was halfway through the There's season. no way Bill would let that. Happen. Trevor yeah, Lawrence. No way. I don't. Maybe Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence right? and uh, Zach, Zach Wilson. Oh, uh, so that's like. But that's Trevor, the yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. Half Joe this Burrow. guy needs to be a captain. Yeah, this guy's our. 
You know what I mean? I'm surprised Urban didn't wear the C on his uh, coat. <laughs> I think it did. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. That is a good ending. Yeah, I'm surprised. Hey, what's going on with Urban, AJ? We're here in Rumble. Oh, yeah, your guy. I have no idea. What's he doing? My battery just died. Did he tell the truth? Or no, he said, yeah, what's, what's he, he doing? doing? Makes sense, though. I didn't even put it together. Fucking pooping my fingernails is probably about Urban. <laughs> That's the clue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, fingernails. my. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for piecing that together for us, AJ. Jeez. What will you tell us next? And I'm I'm the toxic one, and Ty somehow ties that together. Well, and that I'm was fast. Labeled as toxic. Well, that's Ty's big Well, Ty is too, I guess. Just put two Ohio fingers together. That was all. And put those guns <laughs> to the sky. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Don't let anything get in the way. What's going on with Urban now? He's going back to TV, AJ? Is that what's going on, pal? Is, does he want to? I don't know. You tell us, dude. Did you not stop down to Myers Chop House and Finger Gun Store and say, hey, what's going on next? You're just with I have not done that recently, no. All right. What'd you call it again? What's that, pal? What was the name? What? Of the restaurant. Myers Chop House and Finger Gun Store. I didn't see that addition, but I'll, I'll be on the lookout. I worked at Rudy Subs and Pizza 286, you know. Not long, but anytime you get an and in the middle of the business, like Chop House and Finger Gun Store, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, they have good depth. You know, like it's yeah, like, a lot to offer. There's a lot going on. Some like cigar and smoke shop. Boom. Yes. Like, oh, these places are cooking. They got hustlers' mm -hmm. mentalities yeah. in there. Chop House is no different. Yeah. Gas and Mini Mart. Boom. You know? Hey, there was one taking Bitcoin. I don't think they were taking Bitcoin, though. No, no, really? Like, Scam. Seemed like that was a lie. Hmm. Different kind of Bitcoin, probably. Poop on my... AJ, I was fucked up what you did with the poop on a fingernail story because now we got to make fun of Urban Meyer for that. We yeah. didn't want to do that. Right. It's up to you where you take it. I'm just presenting information. You're the best, pal. My we'll truth. be back tomorrow. <laughs> Big truth. show tomorrow. Ain't that right, Huge. Hell yeah. Big show. Hell yeah. Hockey guess. talk tonight. Uh, hammer down in about 15 minutes. You all are the best. Uh, download the pod. And... Uh, we do have some big news probably coming soon, maybe. Oh, yeah. We are up to things. Up to something season. Up to something, up to something season. Hell yeah. We're in it. Cheers. See you guys. Minyana. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 Are we live still? Yeah, AJ's gone, though. Are we live right now? We live, Bill? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we have to. A giveaway. What are we even doing? Oh, jeez. Oh, it was 420. 420. Yeah. yeah. Winter Wednesday, jeez. too. Jeez. Louise, Winter Wednesday. Winners were just announced. Yeah. Congrats to all the winners. We yes. have to do a giveaway of some sort. Yeah. Hashtag PMS Happy 420. Hashtag PMS 420. Hashtag oh. PMS 420 is pretty clean. Hashtag PMS 420. Yeah. Say something nice to somebody. Mm -hmm. Put your cash tag in there on Cash App because that's the... Uh, the best finance app on the planet and also helps us out with giveaways makes mm -hmm. everything much quicker because there used to be a hold up cash app makes everything much easier so put your cash tag in there use the hashtag PMS420 say something nice about somebody and um, uh, take a picture uh, right now nah nah you're good the number's 420 right yeah four two two, two zero, zero. Just in case. That'd be absurd to go F-O-U or... That's yeah. right. I, I, you never know. Sometimes, you know, you might get a couple of those. You're right. Some That'll really add some... More literate people. Some length to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which takes away from the compliment that's going Correct. to somebody else. Exactly. Picture your favorite uh, smoking device as well. Whoa. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe. 
Nah, you don't have to do that. We're going to get a lot of gas masks. Yeah. yeah. I don't want my thing mentioned to me. <laughs> no. I don't want that to be happening. Uh, just say something nice to somebody. Mm. Hashtag PMS420 uh, and your cash tag, and you will win. You could potentially win or be one of the winners. Uh, we'll give away um, $420 to 50 people or something like that. Wow. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Happy Maybe 100 people. Wow. We're a screenshot of your favorite 420 song. Boom. There we go. There we go. Hell Boom. Yeah. I like where your head's at, Goomp. There we go. I'm excited to see what you put out there, Goomp. I'll put out a banger. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all you got to do. Maybe you'll win. 10, no, 100? 100 winners. $420 winners. Yes. $42,000. Is that what that is? Yeah. Well, we're all learning that at the same time, aren't we? Maybe, so maybe 10. No, it's a good holiday. Okay. It's worthy. Have a good one. Be nice to people. See you later.